shot. One opportunity. Seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. When did you capture it? Piped in wandering stars. Yeah, no, it's funny. Um, exactly. I, I, I was setting myself up for that. So for the listeners, uh, this was on rocket. I was bitching about some, uh, Zine quest person who'd been a dick to me on Kickstarter about like, I was getting a, a book and like, well, a PDF and they wanted like me to pay the full price for the PDF. I'm like, I backed your fucking Kickstarter. You mean this doesn't come with PDF? Anyway, I was a little pissed off. So I may have put the pirate symbol, you know, n- for no reason in chat. Uh, but the <laughs> funny thing, and so then I thought, yeah, knowing that Jason had just done his Wandering Stars thing, that that would be the joke. Um, the funny thing is um, the day, maybe even not 12 hours after Jason's released his thing uh wandering stars uh, i you know i'm 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 uh s- rolling through some darker places on the internet and what do i see i see fucking wandering stars and i told him right away i'm like dude somebody somebody oh, dropped jesus. it jesus yeah i'm like he was actually and i think this is the right attitude he's like wow that's great like people people want it bad enough to pirate yeah I'm like yeah sure I guess that's true. I mean, because he's not sitting there going like, this is how I'm going to pay my bills. Right. I mean, he's not, it's not paying his bills, right? And yeah, Yeah. actually, you know, a lot of the people that do that kind of stuff, um, like if you, if you actually like chat with them, they're like me, like if I buy something, I expect to get a PDF for it. If you don't do that, I will get it. But I'm still right. paying you money for the physical copy. Like to me, that includes copies because oh, yeah. I could just fucking scan it. But I'm too lazy to do that, right. and I want someone else to do it. So <laughs> I don't want to pay you for the anyway. But uh, someone will do it. I, I, and... I was... Go ahead. I was what actually flabbergasted. No, I, I was going to say I, I was flabbergasted because I, yeah, I just assume nowadays that whenever you buy something, no, there, you know, there it's, are people. It's the is the first tier and then the next tier is, is, is plus book, plus hard you know? yeah and there are still like that's 90 like i back a lot of kickstarters that's 95 plus percent plus of them but there are still ones like i just i backed it even though like that will like i will i might not back it if you charge like if you're hard hard you print copy plus pdf is more you know, like if there's a print copy and then a print plus PDF, which is if it's slightly more, all right, maybe. But you know, like you're charging like a significant amount more just to include the PDF is like, yeah, it's not. That's just not good anyway. Yeah, no, no, I I certainly understand. I but I it does make me laugh when I go on and you know they have the PDF price the print price and then the print plus pdf price and the print Mm -hmm. plus pdf price is always more but then it's slashed out discounted oh it's discounted back to just the print price price. right yeah (laughs) like oh i'm saving money right yeah yeah the uh it's funny um 
yeah, the, these are the only kind of things where I'll ever take something that I have and put it out there. But I did. There was someone else, uh, like a while ago, who did similar shit to me, and I actually scanned the fucking thing and dropped it in one of those dark places, and now it's all over the place. Um, and it's funny because yeah. like I used another RPG book to because it was a like a it was a Zine type thing. <laughs> like pressed it down with another RPG book and I can see like the writing on the other RPG book in the scan. I'm like, yep, that's my scan. (laughs) Your watermark. That's That's right. That's awesome. Uh, How about you, Art? How's your week? My week's okay. It's been, uh, it's been interesting. I think I was telling Duck at our days, but like my wife had to leave town for a while for her mom's health, but she came back to get her second shot and, uh, has been knocked on her ass by that and i just got my son his first shot and it's been crazy uh the last yeah month month and a half or so but i mean honestly uh can't complain um i do um because again i don't know about you Pete, specifically but duck i know you've got like 10 games a week um (laughs) so the one you know this was my one game this week running days what was my one game it's sort of a very nice uh (laughs) you know pressure relief just you know, press yeah. the button. Some of the the pressure blows off. It's, it's been it's good. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. How, how are you guys doing overall? Yeah, I mean uh, it's all good. I'm I run one game a week, which is the 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 scheduling. Like a couple times, I had like weeks where I had to run three games. That's not something that I'd recommend. Um, the, <laughs> right, running one game a week is is a nice is a nice schedule. It's a little bit. I don't know. It's feeling a little bit grindy, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm still liking it. I was uh, I was actually doing some prep for you guys. So believe it or not, I prep. But you know, you guys could decide to zag instead of zig, and then it's and then I'm basically like you know taking that prep and putting a lighter to it. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh sorry, go ahead, Pete. No, I was saying, and I I was telling Doc that I'm moving this week, so uh, so it's a little hectic. But you know, oh, I'm wow. sure that I had time for for today yeah so how tricky was it sort of threading the internet needle like you shut off on friday not thursday because wednesday i have this or that or for the role-playing stuff the stuff that matters yeah well (laughs) well, yeah well it it was a little bit of a threading because we for a variety of reasons um because we're actually moving actually in on friday uh, but I've been moving stuff into the place over this last week since last Friday. And so I knew that I also had last tomorrow night was supposed to be Call of Cthulhu and that I'm joining uh, Matt's group, Backdoor's group. Oh, oh nice. The, nice. The Kansas City one. I, I was this close to jumping in on that and I, I didn't at the last moment. Yeah. No, and, and, and I've that one looks good. To, yeah. yeah I've, I've always wanted to play that. I've, I've done some, I've done the solo game, uh, Alone Against the Flame. But anyway, so, you know, when you switch over services, at least with the way AT, well, I have direct TV right now, but the, our new place, they won't allow satellite dishes. So we were going to have to switch to something else. Well, in AT&T, when you switch over the phone and internet, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, you know, the gas you can leave on at one place and pay for that one while you overlap starting the new one. Well, they don't do that at AT&T. It's, it's a transfer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the day that it gets set, set and going, it the other one stops so it, it is really threading the needle 
you know, um, so I, it turns out that they were able to come tomorrow morning and get it all done. And I thought, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. Tomorrow morning from 8, 8 until 11.59? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I've, and I've got two of them because the internet and the phone are going to come between 8 and 11. And mm-hmm. then uh, the TV uh, is going to come between 12 and 2. I actually have patience. That's if that actually time. works out, um, you can just go buy a lottery ticket right after that. Yeah. No, no. It, it's going to work. <laughs> no, don't. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Don't don't jinx me. No, no. I'm uh, not jinxing you. The the universe is against you. Come on, man. If it does work, I'll be kind of pissed at you, actually. Because that shit never works. So uh so anyway, yeah, so it is it's it's thread the needle and you know not have you know, the the family, you know, still being here at this place for Thursday and Thursday night without internet or TV, you know, oh my god, it's (laughs) you know awful right so i I actually was because again the call of cthulhu i was actually on just kind of hanging out at the new place you know kind of in an empty place with a chair and a little tv tray Uh call of cthulhu (laughs) at the old place on the the, the new internet (laughs) nice it would be all it'd be all yours though yeah no absolutely so you'd be you'd have all the privacy you could ever have if things didn't work out, I was just going to go back to my office and and do it right. in my office. You've game you know? you've game from your office before, didn't we? Do like Starforge? You were in your office at some point. I thought we gamed. You were in your office. Maybe uh, I'm mistaken. Yeah, no, no, not quite. I I, I, I certainly I, I certainly do a lot of the, my communicating when I'm in my office. But yeah, no, no. So far, no gaming. Was, no gaming. So. I've never gamed from my office either. I mean, no, I've, I've I've taken vassal turns, but <laughs> no. And and I I've I've done actual I've done plenty of gaming because I have a bunch of games in one of my file cabinets. <laughs> oh yeah, different oh, books nice. in my file cabinet. So I'll, I'll I'll whip out a game and play solitaire. <laughs> I mean, I have Gloomhaven. In my Excuse game. me while I whip. This oh, out. nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now I it doesn't you know it's hard to pull something out. Significant time to do that, but but right. you know I I, I I try every once in a while. Depends on. That's cool. I've been yeah. So lately, I've been reading a lot of RPGs. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. So I read I you know it what I read Conan. Conan. I yep. read Forbidden Lands. Yep. I read Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. I read Wandering Stars. I, I love read reading those. RPG books. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's it's been awesome. Yeah. That's one of my one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. So, I'm actually even thinking. You know, I I did back the Simbor Five uh, E stuff. Yeah. I'm actually still thinking about getting the regular game anyway. The regular book and reading that. It's, it's not. It's, it's interesting. Not- uh, like, you know, Anthony ran, ran that on Saturday nights because we had like an international crew for a while. Um, yeah. With Anthony and Sweet, and then Rex. And uh, Backdoor was in that one. And then I had the Stars Without Number at the same time. And then Rex did a Fall of Delta Green 62 with, you know, some variation of those people. Um, I didn't, I think the the mechanics never really gelled with me. I don't know that I invested. I read some of the kind of background stuff when I was making my character and I really liked it. Um, but I didn't. 
I don't, I didn't invest enough time to really like grok the mechanics. So they always kind of felt it, but it's weird. Like some systems, like the mechanics just kind of click and some systems I feel like maybe they'd be all right, but they didn't click immediately. That's what Simbarum was with yeah. me initially. Um, but like Conan, like, oh yeah, these mechanics make sense. Or, you know, Iron Sworn was like, oh yeah, no, I get these mechanics and I like them. So it's weird. I don't I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, and it, it might have just been, I mean, part of it may just be how much attention span I have at the time, how much other games I have going and running. So I don't know. But yeah, that was my impression. I mean, I have a shit ton of Simbarum books because it's Free League and I back everything Free League. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel that. I'm, I was thinking to myself, you know, gosh, I hope Free League doesn't put out another Kickstarter for a while. Uh, they're going to do um, the One Ring uh, Adventures five in Middle League. Earth. Yeah, the 5 League version. Yeah. Which I'll I have probably, a shit ton of, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I kept all my original, but I might get the Free League. Oh, of course. Yeah. Just because yeah. I, I like what they do. Yes, yeah. And the the original stuff looks great. I mean, I've actually used that to run some local guys through... Um, uh, we did. We used Dungeon World to do some Middle Earth role playing, and that worked out great. And I, but I used the Adventures in Middle Earth books for you know just the settings books. Uh, that was awesome. But you know, reading the actual rules for Adventures in Middle Earth, um, it's it. I think it worked right. They, they you know you bolt on a, a shadow component. Um, there's a couple of other things they bolt on, and some random tables you roll on. Um, it doesn't have the full one ring kind of, but it, elements of the one ring kind of like the the system where you like have adventures and then you go off and you know tend your flock and whatever the shit that is. Uh, there's elements of that in Adventures in Middle Earth also. Well, if you don't mind me asking, and you know, hey Rex, how's it going? Uh, I'm glad you're here because we're about I'm about to ask a systems question. They <laughs> um, matter. So. Yeah, well, that's the thing, because, Doc, if I remember correctly, you were thinking about doing Ty's One Ring game, and you said... I was no. even, I even made a character, well... Right, so, somehow, it, it left you cold. In, the, in that opinion. was system, right? I was trying, that it's, it was more extreme than the Simbarum, uh, like, where I'm trying to, like, understand, and, like, the character creation was so, was, for whatever reason, to me at the time, it was opaque, Okay. And like, you know, I'd kind of like they had some online generators and, you know, and like I had just kind of clicked through it and then I'm looking at it like and I just, yeah, I, I so, it left me cold. Yeah. So let me ask you a question because it's sort of like I backed the Simbarum fifth edition stuff, but I'm kind of curious. About, and this is sort of, you know, my little topic I threw up on the, the spreadsheet for, mm. um, well, maybe it's a little different. But so what is it about? The one ring leaves you cold, but when it's the adventures in Middle Earth, oh, that's five e. It's five e. So what is it? Is it? Is it, it was something about, uh, and it, I'd have to go back. It's been a while, but it was something about like just how the, like the character cre it was, and so because five e character creation doesn't really change for adventures in Middle Earth, and I know how to make a character in five e. Got it. Uh, but I was trying to make a character, and it was like you have to pick this, and then. Well, which if you pick this and then it, it's just and it's not like I don't like I hate complicated character creation systems. Although. If you ask me, GURPS is not a 
GURPS is, GURPS is, uh, it's a lot of information, but it's not at its heart. It's the same thing over and over. And the one ring might be that I just never got it. And I didn't invest enough time. I, and I'm not blaming the system. I'm not, I'm not going to be a, you know, I mean, I, I will as a joke, but I'm right. Like, it's broken. <laughs> right. Of course. But you know, I'm, I try not to be one of those people. I, I blame myself. I don't think, but Have at some point blaming Ty. Oh yeah. That works too. No, <laughs> I blame anybody. I'll blame you. That, that actually would probably work the best. <laughs> I'd run it in fantasy grounds. It'd be a blast. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, it's just, yeah. I mean, I, you develop first impressions for God knows what reasons, but I was trying to make my character and I could not make the character creation system. Give me the character I wanted. I felt like I had like two or three more hours of just trying to figure this out. And I'm like, at the time I was like, I don't really need this in my life. So I said, and we were still early enough and he had plenty of fucking players. I'm like, right. Meh. Despite maybe, how much I love uh, Lord of the Rings, I'm going to just. Right. And you got Dave's. But so I guess that's yeah. sort of to the point of like that little topic I potentially threw out for the list. The idea, is there like an essence to Adventures in Middle Earth slash the One Ring that is transferable that maybe it works, it came through better for you in fifth edition. Yeah. But somehow there's that essence of the system that's still. And to be fair. I haven't actually run Adventures in Middle Earth. I've just used their. I've read the rules books and like, okay, yeah, that all makes sense. I haven't tried to use it. I'm, but I, I mean, reading it, like, I'm pretty sure I could do it because it's, you know, it takes something I already know and puts a couple of things on it, which makes sense to me. Whereas, like, with the One Ring, he, you know, and I applaud that he's trying to come up with new mechanics, and that's great. It just, it wasn't. It you know like some war game designers like come up with new systems and if I, if I don't think like them, um, it takes me a long time to understand it. And maybe eventually I get it. Like I don't think like Mark Herman, um, and but he's a smart guy, right? I, I think he's a smart guy. I think he designs good games. And like if I beat my head on it enough, I can get it. I think like Dean Essig. So like if I pick up Dean Essig rules, like oh yeah yeah he means this. He means this. And so it's just weird. Like, I think there's just these kind of channels of thought that, you know, so it makes rules easier, you know, if, if you have someone who's kind of in your same kind of vein. I, and I, I listened to some of the one ring. I, I listened to, I try and listen to a bunch of them, but, um, and I've been going through some of the one rings and I remember some of the early ones I was listening to. I, I, I don't know if I would react this way if I were in the moment playing because maybe it's more engaging but i remember listening to it thinking like this feels like you're just bolting stuff on to be different yeah um, and i don't know if that's fair just from listening i i mean i think there was a real like he's trying to design for the like like a seasonal thing and i don't know rex was in it maybe we should get rex to say i, was, I don't mean ty i mean uh I, I didn't mean ty running it i meant the rules no i know i know I what like, you yeah. meant no okay, that's, cool, that's cool. what i assumed you meant yeah Oh, no, Ty's doing a shitty job. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> we can all agree on that, all right? Let's just move on. Right. So um, it, it is not that he's putting things on for the sake of putting things on. I, I believe that the design intent was to try to create a sense of adventuring in middle earth as tolkien wrote it um because it's it's 
it's not just a setting where you've got all this history and, and creatures, but there was also a, you know, a lot of Tolkien's writing is about the journey and, um, and, and this long time span and, you know, particularly with the non-human races, you know, the, the ages and ages. So I think everything was put there to try to achieve that. And I, so I think the challenges are, one, a lot of people, even if they've read the books, the movies had, have such, had such a disproportionate impact on people's memory of Middle Earth and their perception of Middle Earth um, that a lot of that is lost and the mechanics again while they're trying to achieve these things they are a little different like the, what threw me off with character creation is they have kind of sort of a sort of a life path system but really you're basically picking like you know, you've got maybe like four different quote unquote packages, like four different dwarven backgrounds that I can pick from, and they give you different um, stat distributions. Um, but when you're selecting those things, it's not. So, so this is like something positive about GURPS. I was gonna to to chime in. What? Uh, the GURPS system. Excuse, excuse me, I'm. I we're recording. Like right? I'm feeling faint. Yeah. We're recording. No, no. The the GURPS you know, core of GURPS is actually not complicated. Right. GURPS. Now. Then it tries to give you an getting, option for everything. We start getting into touch. GURPS is comprehensive. Yeah. And that comprehensiveness can be overwhelming. Yes. Like you know, I have one hundred different advantages to to read through to decide which advantage I want to take. And I've got 90 disadvantages to read through. And then I've got all the permutations of... Well, if I oh, and that's just in the one set of books. Don't, don't talk right. about the other 500 books. <laughs> right. But at least when you're picking advantages and disadvantages, you understand they're either 5 point, 10 point, or 15 points, you know, either plus or minus. And this is what points do. And yeah. the points are going to be, you know, could go into my base attributes or they can just go into my skills here because this in the one ring because the system's different when you see well this character path life path calling i can't remember what it is gives you a three five in body you don't immediately go oh i see how a three five in body is better than a two seven in body yeah. or or, or a, you yeah. know a, a one four in body so that's kind of the challenge um, and then there's some stuff in there that is, um, that's oh, the right way I describe it. It's, it's not fully fleshed out. So you have these, like these traits and these distinctive features, but they're really like a, a, you know, one word, it's a word. With like a one sentence description, but there's no there's no mechanics to it. But it basically says if you can work this into a, a role that you make and you succeed, then you get one of these experience point bits um, that 
that you need, advancement pips that you need. Uh, and so it's, it, it creates a situation where because it's just, you know, like, uh, you know, for my character, one of them is, you know, energetic and it's like he, he rises early um, and is, is eager to begin, you know, the adventure. I mean, that's not a lot to for me to really hang my hat on and I could samr it and and point out to Ty, well remember I'm always up first. So I'm I'm making breakfast this morning. So the next time I make a roll, I want that energetic thing because remember I got up first. I I, I so that's a little bit of a challenge. Uh, you know the combat system is interesting because you basically can pick these different it's not a battle map, but you have these range bands, for lack of a better term, or stances. Um, and you can pick a stance that makes it much easier for you to hit the enemy, but you're also much easier to hit, get hit. Um, and then you can pick one that you know kind of reverses that. So there's a little bit of a um, tactical, like, you know, what stance do I want to be in? Although I've found pretty much when we play now that I'm always picking the aggressive stance um, with my dwarf because he normally just, if he's in that aggressive stance, he's pointed out so much beat down that, you know, the, the, the damage that he gets back isn't uh, worrisome. So I, I, I like it. You know, I feel like if we can get playing more often so that we're doing this using the system more often. Um, I think I'll like it more, but it is different and it's trying to uh, again it's trying to emulate the the broader fiction. Uh, even though it's very limited in, in the time that you're allowed to set it in because of uh, the Tolkien estate. But you know like for someone who's read this Cimmerillion, um, this would make more sense. Not that it's required that you do it, but you just have a better understanding of Tolkien's writing, the kinds of stories he wanted to tell. So, yeah. um, now, now, Rex, let me so ask you this. Sure. Not to derail things for too much longer, but do oh, do this you is know all. This is an entire derailment. Do Do you? Do you know what the, the changes are going to be for the new edition? Not extensively. There was, oh, excuse me, uh, like an Ask Me Anything that the mm -hmm. designer did where he, he talked about it. And I think Ty watched, I think it was put up on YouTube. Ty, I'm pretty sure Ty watched it and talked about it. I think it's going to be more um, a fine tuning versus a, okay, we're starting over. And that's, that's okay. That's I got, yeah. yeah. Um, because it, it's it's not that I dislike the system. It's not. Uh, I don't know that it's beginner friendly in the sense that if you have not played before, I think character creation can stop you because you just you don't understand what the things mean right. and yeah. and how it's going to end up playing out. Um, and I would probably, uh, if I were going to run it, I probably would do a uh, second zero character creation 
I tried to do I've, that. But yeah, I still bounced off. Um yeah, I think I must have missed that. I don't think you but, there, like, but he uh, did. I was yeah. there. I still bounced off. I honestly think I would be better off with a one shot pre gen. Because that's how I'll understand what this shit means and how important it is. Sure, that's um, fair. Yeah, but I definitely think having played now, you like if I it. went to to make a uh, yeah, I mean that's the way it is. Yeah, a character. Well, but I think there's some games where you, it's probably easier to explain to someone. You yeah. know, you really don't want a, a for intelligence. That's not going to help you out. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and part of that, like, how far. Like take the original D and D rules and like how far are you from those and because you know for all of us at least for me you know if it, depending on how far you are or you know I've got several touchstones right I've got PBTA I've got uh, original D and D I've got GURPS like if you're in any you know if you you can say you know go fifty degrees from original D and D um and then head 90 degrees for two miles up toward ppta i'm like okay i got a sense where we are but you know like the one ring was like on its own fucking map right no i i, I agree with that it's definitely it it doesn't come from any of those roots that are familiar to us right uh, it's very much a yeah. this system's designed to play in this setting and and emulate the setting and emulate the the writing of mm -hmm. the setting. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I think I'm confident that, I mean, I backed the free league version. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I did went, too. It's free league for fuck's what, sake. Yeah. <laughs> right. I pretty much went all in. Um, it, but I would session zero, not only to help people with character creation, I think having a party that has a much more cohesive connection would be helpful as well. Because we have the classic, we've got a couple humans, and we've got a halfling, we've got a dwarf, we've got an elf. And that's, that's great in the sense of, oh, well, that's kind of like uh, the fellowship. Well, the, yeah, that's cool. But you know, we have different homelands and... We don't have a, necessarily a lot of shared goals, and we're kind of on this wandering adventure. That's so kind I, of like I wonder... having a Forbidden Lands party with two goblins and orc and two humans. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although we're uh, working with it. But yeah. Right. So, well, but I think with sorry. that system, like it's, it, we mostly spent our time like traveling and adventuring and having these encounters. But we haven't spent much time doing like the social political side, which I think there's some real potential there. Uh, although arguably, I think, I think Ty would say you guys don't have enough notoriety yet to be in the councils that matter. And, and, and which I am actually, I agree with, I get that point. It's just, it will be interesting to see if we arrive at a point where we're well-known enough in adventurers that, you know, Blowing actually listens to us when we say you should do this, that, and the other, and people, you know, court our favor and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. That side of the game, uh, we haven't really touched yet, and that yeah, cautiously be. optimistic that that will be interesting and fun. Cool. Yeah. That was, I will say, 
there was a lot of things about Days Volt that jumped out at me, but some of the things that were sort of built into it that I that helped me a lot was even though it's I mean it's probably very railroady. I don't know how it is for you guys if it feels too railroady, but mm-hmm. it sort of baked in immediately like you are together as a group and here's why. Um mm-hmm. which I which helped me, even if it hopefully it's not too much of a drag. But the other no. thing that it did is it because then you don't have to wonder or worry or does it make any sense. But the other thing that it also did is that, you know, to what, you know, Rex, you were just describing, there's like this bigger picture. Well, I'm making it go on, but they, they give you things you can do in the book. But it, it it's not, it can go on while the characters are doing stuff. So like, so like I, I was reading, you know, Rex, we were talking, some of us were talking about uh, Mithras and Mystic, uh, Mystic Brit- Britain and uh, mythic britain and you know so i'm reading like sort of their starter adventure in, in in the back of the book and it's like yeah so you show up at camp and there's king arthur and king arthur talks to you and i'm going like whoa whoa like whoa <laughs> um and i was all all of a sudden i was like oh shit like i i can't work with that you know um because it because what you were just describing it, it feels like you should or I, I don't know if you feel that like this way with the one ring I, I feel like that should be earned to some degree and it's one of the problems i have with traveler because the, the, mm. the scope is so big, it's like the Duke of the Planet comes up to you and says, I need help with the mega corporation. And I'm like, why the fuck are any of these people talking to you? Like you're like on your first. Well, I mean, adventure. during character creation, you've you've already you could, aged, yeah. you've already had you 14 could be 62. Yeah. That's true. That's true in Traveler, they do build that in. Um, yeah. but but I could see how that's that's it, so it, that's an expectation thing. Like I totally like I like the earning it bit. Uh, but like, for example, what Pete purposely did in our Greyhawk thing is like started us at level nine because, and so we had to come up with why, you know, at level nine, you're like, you're a known quantity. So what, you know, people know you, how do they react to you? You know, what are you trying to accomplish? It's just whether you want to do that kind of backstory ahead of time or not, I guess. Right. And I guess what I should say with Deus Vault is that I'm able to implement things without you having to earn it just because of how it bakes in your origin story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, to me, it, it got me over a lot of hurdles that uh, I needed getting back on the horse. Yeah. I'm a, a big believer in games that have some concrete mechanical basis for either shared world building or shared party creation that gives the players some anchors to why they're in this group and what this group's role is in the world versus requiring you basically, well, we'll see what comes out of the soup. We've dumped all the components in the soup. We've got a dwarf, <laughs> right. we got an elf, got a right. halfling, got a human, got a, you know, half orc. And it, we'll see yeah, something that's not bolted they, on like 5e stuff, right? Something that's right. built in. Um, and that's what PBTA does very well is the connections between characters. I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rex too, you know, one of the things I really liked about Spyhander, um, which is, is not that, dead by the way. No, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I would not think greatly that, but, exaggerated <laughs> yeah, premature. It's um, while we were sort of a disparate group of individuals, there was an inciting action that, you know, solidified, sort of the bonds, you know. It, I, I don't know, but does, does Vyhander, does Vyhander really doesn't have, like, we kind of 
forced ourselves to make those. Like, I think we pulled from PPTA style stuff. I, I don't know, Rex, you know right. a lot better than I do. Does well, Black I Hammer like, have yeah, There was not, uh, it, there's no mechanical reinforcement. Mm. Um, it was just, it, that was, I mean, remember that started as a pre-gen, you know, or, you know, adventure, you know, mm. that I, I bought. Um, and, but, but I, what I liked about it is the guys that made that adventure, you know, putting the party in a town that's under siege, right? right as, the, as the siege is about to transition into, um, you know, the sacking of the town, you know, that's the forge that lets you take the pieces and meld them together. Cause it is, it's an inciting event that would, um, it's easy to maintain your suspension of disbelief because hell yeah, you know, I'm in a town, it's getting sacked. You know, I got a handful of people. I don't know them well, but you know, it's, it's like, it's every other zombie survival <laughs> story, you know, right. if, if it's better to stick with this guy that I may or may not trust than be on my own. Yeah. Right. So, right. Well, and um, yeah, like Art, you say, like, I think that it's a, that's a great mechanism to kind of, like you know, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna like create this uh, ball of characters, give them something that forces them to unite. Right, right. right. And that's what I was trying because I, I didn't see it in the Zweihander rules, but I felt it's like. Not. But but I thought Rex, what you were doing, created it through like what like we were talking the inciting action of the invasion, creating this need to come together and giving you know giving purpose. Uh, to the group. But we also did some connection stuff beforehand, right? I mean, true. Some of us, I yeah, think were getting yeah. like some of us were already connected, like uh, Jesse's character and my character. And, right. You're sort of the glue duck. It seems like I knew you through the ducks. Right. You right. knew Kyle's I knew Fraulein. Right, and I knew, um, and then yeah, and then and then C Rex character kind of got thrown with us, thrown in with us with the inciting event, and then right. Jesse's he, character was. Right, and C Rack's character was the hardest character to get into that party. Yeah, fucking pull. But it's yes. such it's such a great character. Oh yeah, yeah. That I was willing to put up with the the pain of uh, getting there because you. I mean, that's basically C Rack. You know, <laughs> it is. It is to a T. <laughs> He's playing himself. There's there's zero point zero role playing. Going. The only role playing is it's set yeah. in the past versus today. Can uh, we? I distrust the government. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, hey, guys. Hi. Hey, Ty. Hi, Welcome to the roundtable, Ty. Yeah, I was going to say, have you guys not started? <laughs> no. Well, Rex, <laughs> no. after you messaged me, Rex said he was going to be late. So then, yeah. and now we're talking like we started roundtabling, essentially. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, okay. we're having fun. Good, yeah. good. Yeah, apologies. We're, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm Don't listen because you know we may have talked about the One Ring and how much you suck. Oops. Right. So I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> Nothing I haven't heard before. That's right. <laughs> well, forever on a One Ring tie together. I, there's a bunch of uh, not a One Ring, a roundtable. There's questions I'd love to get into, having listened to some of your games, and you being the one that sort of run it and knows it. How? Best. Why do you suck so bad? How yeah. can you live with yourself? These are how the questions. Not, 
do you have a gag reflex? It doesn't seem like it from what I know. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it's, there's just something you should I, be I talking to the people. Or they keep showing up to play. I mean, that's, what's, what's their problem? We all know what my problem is. But okay, I, I, we all have problems. Yeah, because I found a lot of the stuff I've listened to with the One Ring really interesting. Um, and it's different from any game I've ever played. And so that's why I was, anyway, another time. Well, at the risk of Duck uh, flying to the east coast of the United East Coast of the United States and punching me in the nuts, <laughs> if this if we just want a roundtable, I'm actually fine with that. I mean, I'm excited to play Forbidden Lands, but I'm also excited to roundtable. So. It is funny. It is funny. I was telling uh, Art and Pete that I actually fucking prepped. Although, uh, like you guys, it's <laughs> this is the wild card. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. We're gonna go north when you want us to go south. Yeah, this. But I mean, I mean, I, yeah. I I prepped. It would be something like you guys would show up at the at the thing and like decide like ah fuck this shit and like walk away. Um, but um, no, I don't mind roundtabling. I mean, it's uh, we've it's seven fifteen here. You we've probably got what an hour and a half out of your rec stops. Uh, I got to get up a little early tomorrow, so pro- probably an hour and fifteen would be the ideal. Hour and hour and a half would be the probably the cap. So. Well, and I don't want to deny anyone um, Forbidden Lands if they want to do it, but I I actually got no. I was just telling these guys like I, um, I'm kind of like I have one session a week every Wednesday. It's either DCC or Forbidden Lands, which is good, but it is kind of starting to feel like. You know, time to make the donuts. Um, so I don't mind taking a break. I don't mind roundtabling. Because um, then, you know, Art can just, you know, we can sit down and watch Art just fucking light, light tie up. Um, not, that's yeah, not actually going to That happen. works for me. Um, does, uh, I guess we should make sure, Pete, are you okay with yeah. that? No, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm fine. And I, I, it's funny that you, you guys are talking about that. I, I, I sort of had a, a roundtable. You know, as we're talking about these things, I, I certainly had a roundtable kind of question, you know, which again I didn't, was going to hold because I didn't want to spin things too. Oh, well, fuck it, let's roundtable. I, I assume Art and Ty, you're okay with this, right? Sure, sure. All right, sounds good. All right, well, if we're going to roundtable, we got to do we got to do the whole thing. So we'll, <laughs> let's um, welcome to the roundtable, hey. listeners. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> We uh, this is an explicit podcast, and we're going to talk about RPGs and make crappy jokes and abuse each other and use foul language. So, um, I think has everybody Pete, you've not been on a roundtable. Has it right? been on? No. Yeah. So, Pete, we're going to need you to tell us about your first experience um, with an RPG, and uh, and we'll 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 do a quick round of what everybody's playing prepping. You know, just hit the hit the highlights, right? Like, uh, and let's we'll give Pete some time to like prepare himself. Uh, does anybody want to go first on what you're playing and prepping? Mine's pretty quick, so I can yeah get out yeah of yeah. Uh, what I'm running, uh, Days of Volt. We just did our sixth session last week. Nice. We just hit the feed this week. I think today or yesterday. Um, and uh, that's a D100 system. It's technically Mithras. It's based on RuneQuest. That's its legacy. And uh, yeah, it's Duck, Rex, uh, Blair, uh, and Paul. Blair and Paul. Paul, yeah. Um, and then I'm prepping for a week from tomorrow, which will be the last Thursday in May, M Space, which is D100 Mithras, but it's their sci fi offshoot. I'm 
giving it a shot to see how the core system transposes between the medieval fantasy and the quasi late sixties. Heard if you design your space stations, the system just breaks. Uh, yeah. So I will say, um, nobody from M space is listening, but you fucked up your spaces, uh, your space stations. You have to understand why you rotate a space station. If you're going <laughs> to, if you're going right. to describe how the station spins yeah. for part of its artificial. All you got to do is watch 2001, a space odyssey for, fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah. it's just like, what the, f- it's oh, like, oh my God, it kills me anyway. But, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm really I, like disclosure. To, some of you guys might be in that game. Hopefully, um, the, I haven't run a sci-fi game since high school when we did like a the Volturnus trilogy for Starfront uh, Frontiers. Oh, we mm. basically plowed through it all in a day, just like boom, boom, boom. Jesus Christ! Yeah, wow. it was a lot, that's, like that's seventeen not... hours. Uh, Holy <laughs> shit! That's cool. No, yeah, that young kids, I tell you. Yeah, no, no nuance. Just like plot point, plot point, map combat. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the last sci-fi I've ever run. So I'm kind of curious to see how this goes. Um, but that's what I'm working on. Two D100 Mithras based ones. All right. There's ones nobody in there that will call you out on science problems. <laughs> There's a lot of PhDs in that game, I think. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this, but I went to art school, so I don't I don't know shit. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I, I got all excited for Twilight 2000 with C-Rec. I got my nuclear engineering and my radiation health physics books out, and then he didn't even use them. I'm like, oh, I'm no. ready to go, man. <laughs> That fucker. No radiation, that bitch. What's the point of running GURPS if you're not going to need to bust out your PhD textbooks? I know. <laughs> nice. All right. And that's, yeah. So, Art, those are your, and you're playing in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Forbidden playing Lands. Forbidden Lands, uh, Backdoor's Alien, Rex's uh, Spyhander. Doc, am I in any of other? It's just your game, right? Thanks, just Forbidden Lands. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, I, I feel bad if I'm forgetting something. No, it's okay. Uh, this I was think that might be, and it. everyone gets because like oh, C Rex Twilight two thousand. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, yeah. Although he's he's disappeared for a little while, so right You're, canceled. Yeah. yeah, I think he's I got some job stuff going on. Yeah, I empathize with his plight. So. Yeah, we all do, but I, it doesn't stop me from giving him shit. So. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, nicely done. Uh, who would like to go next? go um, all right so yeah uh c-rex twilight 2000 i'm playing in but we're on a hiatus for now uh ducks white rock and forbidden lands as you hinted at on a bi-weekly basis so alternating weeks mm-hmm. uh jason's old school essentials i forget the name of the mega dungeon he's running but we're it's like oh, no. deep or something stonehill stonehill, stonehill. stonehill. yeah, yeah. okay so I don't know, we're like four sessions into that. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Rex has got Fall of Delta Green back up for, I think we're in June, maybe into June, July. July. Yep. June, July, yep. And is that 63 now? Correct. Okay. Yep. yep. And uh, I've got uh, White Event coming oh, up yeah. in a couple of weeks Excellent. and the One Ring early June. And I think, well, we'll see how it plays out. Those will probably both be end of season one sessions. Oh, all right. Cool. But we'll see. All I've right. kind of, I've really paled, like a lot of things have ended. Uh, and I'm pairing back a lot of other things. I'm like eight months ago where I was adding tons of stuff. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Oh, white event is on Monday. Look at that. All right. Winding it down. Okay. Nice. Um, I think I'm going to let Pete go last to, you know, like come in and be the big finisher. Rex, you wouldn't go? <laughs> sure. Uh, so I'm in Ducks Wednesday night games. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm running. <laughs> I'm trying to finish a Conan quote unquote one shot using the Conan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I stupidly sent out the doodle for the finale session, and of course, uh, we did not finale the finale. So now we're trying to find session four. Um, but everybody's enjoying it, uh, and I'm having fun. I definitely think the system. Uh, it, well, either that or everyone's lying through their teeth, which yeah, I don't yeah. care. Uh, I'm enjoying. I, it. I don't I don't critically assess uh, uh, people's compliments. I take them. At face value, and then I multiply them by a a, <laughs> a factor that is a secret, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm satisfied with. Um, so we'll we'll get that wrapped up and uh, and enjoying that. Uh, I'm I've been watching the development of a Zweihander module for Foundry, uh, and nice. I'm going to start porting uh, our game from Roll Twenty over. And getting it set up, I'm just letting it. I'm I'm intentionally dragging my feet because the guy is doing a lot of work on it. Uh, so I want to make sure I'm not in a situation where he's like, oh, I made this big change and it broke everything. And I have to you right. know, do this, that, and the other. So, yeah. um, so the Hander should be back up uh, sometime this summer. I mean, sometime in June and July. Just kind of depends on what's going to happen with people's availability. Full tilt the green. We ran into some scheduling issues. A couple of people just got really jammed um, with their work schedule, and that, including me at one point. So we've got that book to hopefully wrap up in June, July. Um, you know, it's. I'm sure that I'm forgetting things at this point in time. I mean, uh, other stuff we've talked about. I'm not going to jump into. Uh, it, it, to dovetail with Ty, I also feel like maybe I I hit peak sometime, you know, in the last twelve months. Uh, I don't know exactly where I hit peak, and now I'm I'm more interested in pairing back and um, not having the pressure of prepping this and prepping that and remembering this system, remembering that system. So, and uh, I've found this thing called War Games. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of them. They're, they're pretty cool. They're almost like <laughs> role-playing games. Up, I brought them up on the round table before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, going to St. Louis for Donkey Kong has kind of lit a fire under, oh, yeah. I used to do that, too. So maybe mm-hmm. let's do that yeah. again. So it's interesting. I think I may be going, you know, swinging back into a phase where I'm going to be role-playing a little bit less than do a little more war gaming. Um, that's that's probably good for me. Okay, nice. Uh, yeah, like Rex said, uh, most of my stuff has been mentioned. Um, I will say, so I've got, uh, I'm down to running just two sessions. It's every first through fourth Wednesday of every month. It's either DCC or Forbidden Lands. Um, 
I like the um, that's nice uh, in that I don't have a big crunch of stuff. Um, it does feel like like I'll finish finish wrapping up the recording on Thursday or Friday, and then I'm like, oh, I got to start prepping for the next one. So it is. It does feel. Yeah, I'm, I get that. I get the kind of the time to make the donuts feeling, which I don't want to have. But although then I started digging into this prep for bit for Vinland's, which we're not using. Fuck you guys. Um, but I was having a blast. So we'll see. It, it will not go to waste. Um, maybe we'll see. Um, <laughs> uh, things that have not been mentioned um, already is I'm in Pete's Greyhawk. Uh, I'm in uh, uh, Hollywood's uh, Curse of Strahd. Um, gosh, everything else Alien's been mentioned uh, M-Space has been mentioned, of course OSC's been mentioned uh, Oh, and then Backdoor is starting the Salt Marsh D&D thing with all the characters from Carl's D&D <laughs> Nice uh, So that, and, and Jack's coming in with a bard um, So that should just be completely fucking nuts um but yeah i you know i'm completely booked you know i have the white event or talked about that um but uh you know all of these things like a lot of them are like regularly scheduled like greyhawks every other week curse of Strouds once a month aliens once a month osc's once a month uh i did uh i do want to give a shout out to ty's osc one shot uh which was a lot of fun oh yeah yeah that was good mm-hmm. yeah it's a good time Yep, but uh, you yeah. actually got a one shot done in one shot. No, no. I'm, I'm okay. air quotes one shot. But yeah, but okay. but like but two sessions. So, but he yeah. designed it himself. But remember, he doesn't have a job. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll right. it's only I've only done that once though, and I still I don't have a job. So. Yeah, I know, but still. Uh, like I, I, I don't. If I could lose my job, and I would do it zero times, but still, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I play the I, play that recording at your next interview. Done. Done. Yes. Done. Look I what I do. Time off. That's right. <laughs> great. Look creative. at the creative energy that I that I <laughs> engender. All right. Um. But yeah, there's a lot of good shit going on. Uh, I still feel saturated. I mean, Dave just put out the um Sartar thing. And I really was tempted, but like I'm, I like I can't schedule anything because I'm completely booked, which is a good problem to have, I guess. But so yeah, no, uh, I, I same thing. I sent him a message saying, you know, I really wanted to do that because I'm really curious about playing in Goranza, but I just yeah, I can't, can't. I just can't. <laughs> yeah, yep. Anyhow, all right. Uh, so let's let's bring in our new host, Pete A. Um, Who's fairly new to the cabal in general, um, yeah. and 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 is on here because we were going to play Forbidden Lands and has not GM'd anything, but that's okay. Well, you did well, teach me Iron Swarm. I was about to say, yeah, and we yeah. did the Star Forge, which is quote unquote GMless, but yeah, maybe on a technicality you could get in. So, uh, Pete, uh, tell us how you got into RPGs and I'm pretty sure you have the, I went away from them and maybe came back to them. You can talk about that too. Um, and then you can talk about stuff you're interested in. So take it away, Pete. Well, thanks for having me on. And, uh, I started off when I was in high school, I think it was, Mm -hmm. uh, 
about junior year, and uh, my friend somehow uh, we were all into fantasy and, and stuff like that, and he brought in the starter box, which at that time was the blue book um, for D and D, and said, "Hey, I you know we somehow we came across this game and this, got is this so, B E C M I? What year was this? Got to know. Was it Moldavay? No, this is seventy. This is no. This is this is Holmes. Earlier, blue book. Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. Okay. Holmes. Holmes. Oh, it's blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's blue. Oh, that's even. Yeah, that's the that's the first box. Yeah. Well, not the first box. Right. It's the first eight by eleven yeah. box. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, uh, of course, you know the 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 weekend after you know he showed up with this box, you know at school, I, I of course had to go buy that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when we all read it. You know, he very clearly says, oh, this is the beginning basic game. And, you know, there's an advanced game coming out. So I don't even think we even played Holmes Basic. Because at that point in uh, our development, we were pretty hot shit thinking. <laughs> and said, oh, well, we're not playing a basic game. That's yeah. that's for basic people. And so it's for we, losers. <laughs> right. So as soon as the, uh, and I don't even think all the AD&D books were out at that point. I think only only the DMG mm. uh, had been out of the player's handbook. I'm trying to write, it's, it's hard to remember because back then there weren't a whole bunch of game stores. I think the player's handbook and, came out first. They can't. Both and, of those two came out very close on top of each other. Right, and you know we didn't have jobs, and I think I don't think we all drove at that. I think it was just right when we were getting this kind of thing. So you know it wasn't like it is now as far as you know getting all this stuff. So uh, we played that uh, for a while and. Uh, we played AD&D, and, and I just was, we you know, we were one of those kind of kids, and I certainly was, where I made sure I let people know I played AD&D. I didn't just yes. play D&D, because it was advanced D&D. And so, um, so we played that. The Monster Manual came out first. Sorry, I should interrupt. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. Mm -hmm. and, Monster uh, Manual, so, Player's Handbook, then DMG, then uh, 77, 78, and 79. Yeah, so right around there, we probably got into it around 78, 79. Mm -hmm. And then I think after that came the uh, the Deities and Demigods book. Uh, good call. Yes, 80. Yep. So, yeah, and loved it. That, was a, that was a great book. Oh, yeah. So, played oh, a couple. Brea. Played some. Mm, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, we played, uh, you know, uh, we had certainly our sessions uh, i don't think anybody played 17 hours but uh but you know and and then school sometimes would you know get in the way and then we'd sort of pick up a and play more frequently over the summer then unfortunately oh and, and by the way i should note that um, i actually uh was able to get a girl to play with us during that time um now she sort of looked at us funny when i was telling her well we're gonna have to get you leather um without explaining that right mm -hmm. off the bat so she was like, "What kind of weird weirdness was?" And sure? I'm sure was there a nerd giggle after you told her that? <laughs> Come on, man! No, you know there was. It, we we no, that went kind of over our head. Oh, <laughs> you really were that clueless? Okay, I could see like making it a joke, like, "Well, we're gonna have to buy you leather." <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It was like okay. you know, earnestly telling her, "Okay, well, we got to get you yeah. armor, so we're getting you leather." And she mm -hmm. just, you know. So it was only later that I figured out that I was oblivious to uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but nice. but I still, she played with us just for a few sessions. Um, 
So uh, I always feel like that was uh, claim to fame way back then. There you go. Then, unfortunately, I was one of those again, one of those guys that I went to college and felt the need to disown my nerd status um, that I had in high school and uh, didn't play at all in college and didn't play for many, many years. Um, sometime in the early 2000s, I came across Pool of Radiance on the computer and was like, oh, oh. yeah, I remember Dungeons Dragons. Yeah. I used yeah. to play that, you know. So I, I played that game for a while and, and, and beat that game eventually. Um, and then 2014 or 13 rolled around, and I, I saw a book called Of Dice and Men. And uh, about you know D and D and and its history and all that, and I thought, oh, this is gonna be this is cool. I was just reading a lot of books on, you know, uh, ebooks at that time, so I read it, and you know, I was like, wow, yeah, gosh, I wish I could play this because, again, you know, because I loved D and D, it was fun, and they mentioned that D and D next was out, and they were getting a new edition, so I researched it a little bit and found uh, a game store in Santa Monica which is probably about 45 minutes away from where I live, um, and uh, made my kids, who were about 12 and 14 at the time, somewhere in that range, uh, 12 and 15 maybe, and made them start playing D&D Next. And then within a couple of months, then the books came out, and I had for several, for gosh, probably, let's see, if that was 2014, and this is 21. Probably for like a good five years, we were playing twice a week. We drive up to Santa Monica on Wednesdays, play in a uh, in a um, adventures league game, um, and then also every Saturday we drove the opposite way to Orange County to another store who was also playing uh, a different style of adventures league, um, and we were playing twice a week for you know a good almost five years. Um, so then. For a variety of reasons, we sort of switched around and ended up, you know, going to some different stores. And there was a store that was a little bit closer to us, and so got started playing there, um, and and actually kind of DM'd again uh, and ran some people through uh, the uh, Storm King's Thunder, mm -hmm. um, and uh, was trying to remember what there was another one in there that I so um, you know had a, a kind of D uh, DM'd again and actually DM'd some of the the Adventures League adventures uh, at, at various times. Um, and then throughout all this kind of came across uh, the the uh, AAC and just sort of was lurking for years and years and years and you guys started the cabal and started thinking, gosh, yeah, that sounds like um, And then finally kind of thought, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to lurk anymore. Um, and eventually uh, pop my cherry, so to speak, with uh, the Iron Sworn stuff uh, that we did, um, and then transitioned into uh, playing Alien, that one shot that Holly, one of his one shots, right. Um, right. and then it been you haven't looked back since. Good. So, and, Pete, go ahead. Go ahead. sorry, Pete, do you mind if I ask you a question? Do you play war games at all, or is it just purely you only got here through the RPGs, and that's the only oh no no i, I that's i i start i was a you know yeah the 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 uh for advance after combat you know i was i found that because i was into the war games 
And got it. Okay. Funny enough, kind of going back to, I tried to play war games also in high school and my first game. And in fact, uh, I think you were the one who sent me, you were the one who sent me uh, a pay it forward kind of a thing, but tactics too. Uh, I actually bought tactics too when I was in high school. Uh, but I couldn't get anybody to play with it, play, play with me. Uh, no one else was into, wanted to, wanted to war game at all. Um, and at that time I just wasn't smart enough to figure out how to play by myself. Uh, and so, and solo it. So, um, you know, I, who knows where it, it, it is nowadays. Um, and, uh, then, a, a couple of years ago, I was thinking, you know, yeah, these games seem like fun and I should get into war games. Um, and then, you know, again, came across the AAC and, and then that's, then they came into the cabal. So I've been sort of doing both. Nice. Now, two quick things. One, did we get not smart enough to play by myself clean? Do we have that clean? Do we need that? Uh, <laughs> the second thing, um, I think we're good. <laughs> oh. The second thing, sorry, uh, you got the tactics too from me. It didn't, wasn't it you who sent me? You Honestly, you? it probably was. I'm just such it a probably word. was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's. Think, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I think it was one of those where you were offered. You offered this stuff, you're like, hey, I'm like, yeah, I'll take the tactics too. Yeah, there's a little, uh, a slight story behind a, a small stack of them. Uh, the guy introduced me really into role playing games. I mean, I played him before, but the guy I sort of really grew up with playing him. He passed away about five years ago, four years ago, um, and that was one of his. So I was trying to give away uh, some of his stuff hope because i i knew i would keep it like i couldn't throw it out but uh like i still have some that i don't know what to do with but um i'm glad it ended up somewhere i'm glad uh i'm glad you got it yeah no no thanks so uh so that's kind of my origin story so um and you know since then you know i've i've been playing in so currently what i'm playing i right now i haven't See, what I was trying to think was the last time I technically GM'd. It was a while. It was last year sometime for my daughter and her friends. I, I, my daughter uh, wanted a special Halloween game with her friends, you know, during quarantine. So I uh, found a, a, I found a uh, adventure online called Tasha's Kiss and ran that for them on Roll Twenty. Okay, went fine. Um, they've not in, invited me to DM for them again. <laughs> too intimidating <laughs> uh but no no uh, as it turns out she she's actually been hitting around maybe with her birthday gift. could i possibly do that again so um nice. so but that was really fun um and and my kids my son i think i mentioned this before to some my son who's uh 19 right now you know he's pretty much given up on uh, tabletop role-playing games um he's more of a computer guy my daughter you know she's still interested in and I've been playing until the quarantine um, and, you know, we'll probably try to return to a store uh, to play at a store um, and has been wanting to, um, you know, get her friends into some different stuff, but they're, they're resistant. They're into the five. E. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, she's trying to get them to play over arms and thirsty sword lesbians and um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So, but is uh, thirsty so sword anyway, lesbians uh, PBTA? Sounds like I don't. Uh, think I know so. over arms is not. Yeah, I don't think uh, so. But I, I haven't looked enough into the to, the, to that system. Um, oh, it's an evil hat. I wonder if it's uh, fate. 
Yeah, and I don't I don't know much nope. about fate. So fate is one of those things. Oh, it is PBTA. Thirsty Sword Lesbians is PBTA. Yeah. Uh interesting. I do know um, that the, the designer says you don't have to be a lesbian to enjoy Thirsty Sword. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I I'm already intrigued. So um, um playing a lesbian is perfect because you can be a chick and be interested in other chicks. It works for me. It works. Right. <laughs> now, as far as my games are concerned, Tony uh, with Rex doing a great job. Hopefully, mm, that right. stretches on forever. Um, <laughs> Forbidden Lands uh, with Duck, which again is super fun. I've only had one session, uh, actually two sessions. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if this was set. This one would have been I three, to... I guess, huh? Yeah. Right. Uh, I was set to join uh, the Call of Cthulhu uh, Backdoors game for tomorrow, but they had to postpone that one. So yeah. I'm looking forward to starting that. I'm looking forward to Arts M Space. Um, nice. And then uh, a couple one-shots, Ties OSE, that was a ton of fun. Yes, um, it was. And, and really made me sort of think back about, you know, those back, again, going back to the basic stuff. Like, oh, my mm -hmm. gosh, this, this was fun, you know? Yep. So kind of gave me that nostalgia feel. Um, Wandering Stars, uh, the one shot with Jason, uh, the author, felt really special doing that with the author. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I'm a little bit out of the boat um, because I'm playing in a DCC play by email game that's uh, on BGG uh, with some non guild people, and that's actually been pretty fun. Um, now, from a solo perspective, uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, different little little things here and there like Simbaroom 5e they they had a uh, they had a, a, a play test during their kickstarter uh available on drive through so i picked that up and kind of been playing that solo a little bit and and Morkborg, um and they've got a couple of different little solo systems that people have developed and and one seems pretty cool that's kind of a iron swornish kind of thing and speaking of iron sworn yeah trying to continue to to play some iron sworn on the side um and then uh uh some 5e stuff with a uh, a module called beneath Roswell keep and trying to use oh Roswell. okay itself. that's right you yeah. had talked about that yeah and so so that was so that's kind of all what i'm, I'm doing I'm trying Good. to increase my activity um i wanted to play in dave's glorantha game and it's funny because i i saw that in the morning and then oh yeah i'll, I'll respond I, I i'm interested but then I had to, to shut down that uh, appointments coming in. And then by the time that I was able to get back to it, uh, it was pretty full. So, oh, wow. <laughs> which was just a couple of, actually just a couple of hours. So yeah, um, yeah. in this, in the guild, it's, it's, you got to strike all the iron. Yeah. Out. You got to get in there. Yeah. Nice. So that's kind of what I've been doing. All right. Nice. Nice job. Yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, very good. Uh, uh, is it time for Art to tear tie a new one? I think that's what we need to talk about. Yeah. So, all right, um, limbo up. Or... <laughs> is it, you know, rotate the neck a little. Yeah, get the crack. Yeah. Do your worst. <laughs> yeah, I've so, heard it all before. And this is going to be a little bit of a repeat. Well, before that's okay. Yeah, but you got to bring tie up to speed. Yeah. So we were talking about you know, Symborum and uh, you know the original edition, now five e. We always talk about Free League and how Free League did the One Ring. They're also doing a, a Adventures in Middle Earth 5e, which also already exists as a complement to the, the the original One Ring. 
And since you probably know the One Ring the best, what I was really curious about was that. So when I was listening, I've listened to a bunch of the episodes uh, to the sessions, and sometimes I was sitting there going, like, this feels like a lot of mechanics. Maybe let me let me rephrase it. Like sometimes it feels like it, it's it's very. I don't know if I'm using this phrase correctly, but designed for effect. You know, there's a lot of mechanics to accomplish things that in a very specific way. And what always made me curious about Symborum and the One Ring is that there must be some essence to those games that, or maybe, you know, the the, fi the 5e edition is so different that they're unrecognizable. But it seems like, you know, it's just like, oh, we also have a 5e edition of it. it made me kind of wonder, like, what is that? core essence what's the game going for because the one ring has the most mechanics different from other mechanics i've encountered in games i've played or listened to um and so i was kind of curious how you felt those mechanics sort of all coalesced and rex made a, a really good you know had a really good position about how it's it's a design trying to capture the lord of the rings of the books um which i have read but i'm not intimately familiar with um, they, they didn't, I'm about to say something terrible. I didn't love them. Um, so, um, so I'm, I'm kind of curious, like as someone who's run, run the one ring and knows it very well, how do you feel like the mechanics, like the extra Gandalf dice or how all those things come together to capture Tolkien's middle earth? And then, you know, what do you think of the fifth edition port? Like, is it something, is there an essence there that you could just, yeah, okay, fifth edition's fine. Or does it, if you know the fifth edition port very well, like, or does that seem weird to you? Yeah, so let me, the, the easy stuff is, I've stayed away from the fifth edition stuff because I don't play 5e at all. Like, and that's not a not, I just, I've never gotten into 5e. I, I prefer to play old school essentials. Um, I just never felt the, I didn't need another fantasy system. So I've, I haven't played 5e in any form. And so I, you know, I can't say how well it ports over. Um, I, I think, you know, I think, you know, what you mentioned that Rex said is, is essentially correct. Like the mechanics, they're trying to do things that are represented in the, in the books. Um, I think if you start talking about the, the, you know, in granular detail about the mechanics, like you said, the Gandalf dice. I don't know that I'd, I'd go that far into it to think about, you know, how that makes a difference. I mean, that's just that's just the mechanics. But what it, what it the, the three main systems are around combat, uh, journeys, uh, and uh, encounters, which are basically like social interactions. And um, I, I don't think the, I think the combat's good um but it's it's not necessarily you know it could be certainly played in other ways uh the journeys could be a good hex crawl but i think they kind of half-assed it uh compared to some other things like like what i see in mutant year zero or forbidden lands i don't think it's as well thought out as some of the other things um and then i i really don't like the idea of doing like a, a mechanic heavy encounter, you know, social interaction. I'd rather just role play it with maybe a, a, a die or two. And I do, I do understand why they, they put them in there. Uh, you do need to give PCs or players a chance to roll their dice and get their 
get their experience points and their advancement points and um it just doesn't feel like in this social encounter kind of stuff it doesn't doesn't feel natural so i don't know i guess i guess i don't know if rex what we're we're 15 sessions in or so um sounds right yeah thereabouts um it's it's uh, um it's good i you know i i having played quite a bit of the year zero stuff i think that you know year zero could probably do it just as well um the, you know the the burden as a as a, a lore master you know it the 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 lore of the game of the setting is 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 pretty burdensome like you know like i started doing prep for some rivendell stuff and i was just like it, I mean, it was kind of fun, but it, like it was hours and hours of reading. You know, you, you put you do that yourself. You you know do that to yourself. But I was doing it to myself, and I was like, wow, this is a lot of, you know, how much of this do I really need to keep track of? And um, uh, okay, if this is going to bother you, never play in a uh, one ring run by duck. Yeah, that shit didn't happen. <laughs> not in my world, bitch. What do you mean? I would not. Uh, yeah, unless I'm enjoying it, I would just make up stuff like i would try and keep general themes in the right direction but you know like yeah well i mean here here's i mean here's uh, here, yeah me, maybe yeah give me an example let me, well let me yeah so here's the other thing like i i am at least from a role-playing standpoint uh and also from a story standpoint i consider myself to be pretty well versed in uh call of cthulhu lovecraft stuff sure. right like and and yeah. and i know like if if you put a amigo in front of me or I put an amigo amigo in a story, mm-hmm. um, like I know how it's like I I know how it's supposed to go based on right. the source material, right? Right, right, right. But I'm kind of the I'm kind of and, and I think that's really important to me for that setting in particular. Like mm-hmm. I think I've said on other, yeah, other, yeah, yeah. other like I wanted to provide this authentic Lovecraftian experience, whether the yeah. players knew it or not. That was that was important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe some of that's kind of covered, come come over to the the one ring stuff where like I want to make sure I I get it mostly right. Let's put it that way. The other, the other thing is the the source books. If you if you've been through them, they're I think they're really well done. Oh, they're, they're also excellent. really yeah, they're really yeah, they're comprehensive great. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's if a lot, you, but there is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So if you I'm, if you I'm, want, you know, I'm thinking of like most recently I've been through the Rivendell book. Mm-hmm. And I don't know there's 20 pages on the history of that, you know, thousands and thousands of years, right? Of of that that part of Middle yeah. Earth. But what are the odds that that's really going to matter in a session? Uh, yeah. Well, no, it's you're right, but you know, but for me, in the way that I end up prepping, yeah, I want to know it, and then I forget it, and anyway. But so I think, I, I, I think I, like you and I would be the odd couple of GM prepping die if like we had to like live <laughs> together. And yeah. Prep. Like if we had to dual GM something, we would kill each other. Well, I think I think I, I I would agree with you. I think it depends on the setting, yeah. because if the thing that I've been kind of working on a lot recently has been thinking about old school essentials again and hex crawl and that kind of stuff, and sure. I had so much fun with uh, the Forsaken Pit, and it's like okay, you know that that was a lot of prep just simply because I was putting a lot of bells and whistles in the map and everything. Yeah, but, but just a sandbox. Yeah, just just a sandbox like that would I think I think that I could. I'd I'd really enjoy just kind of riffing off that and building from scratch and on the fly. 
Um, yeah. But I, I, uh, Art, I don't know if I'm in answering your questions in any way. Uh, it, you know, it, it, I think all the material together uh, does a really good job of representing, you know, a, a way to play Middle Earth. I don't know that in all cases it's the best way. I've said it before. I think the the player progression stuff is is fascinating. If if you want to, as a player, just go hog wild on your character's progression, it's 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 there for you. If you want if you wanted to bring a Middle Earth character to life, it's I think it's more it's there more than any other game I can think of. Okay, and is it a? Would you feel it's like a sum is greater than the whole of its parts? Given how you're describing, this might do the hex crawl better. That might do the combat better. Or are those just systems you've encountered after you started the One Ring that made you start thinking about those aspects in different ways? Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say, having tried to run combat a number of times and having tried to run the journeys, not a whole lot, but enough. I think you could do it better and and more streamlined in other systems. Now, now how you how you fit that in with the other parts of of the One Ring, I'm not sure. But um, you know, com- I, I, maybe combat tries to do too much uh, in terms of the way you know you've got all these different uh, stances. You know, you're up front, you're in the middle, you're in the rear, and those have like it it works. It's fine, but it's it's not, you know, it's it, and it's certainly different than any other system I've played. Uh, but I don't know if that necessarily makes it better. Right. And so then if I, you know, also on this panel, I mean, it's repeating a little bit of ground. We have somebody who bounced off and somebody who stuck with. And so, like, Rex, do you feel like there's, is there something, is, you know, Duck, you mentioned the thing that you bounced off of was sort of, trying to mold the character creation systems into a persona that you were trying to. I yeah. And I said, I mean, it was more like, I think, I mean, cause you, and Rex was talking about, you know, having a session zero and I'm like, he did have a session zero. And I just remember like, I'd kind of, kind of beat my head on it and you know, on, and to be fair, like I probably didn't invest, like it just didn't, I didn't click with me immediately and I didn't push past that. So then I just tried to just basically like, you know, in a lot of systems, like, cause I think we had a, like a generator. So I just started clicking things and, you know, you, I think you were looking at my character and like, eh, you know, like it was obviously very, like it's, you can easily end up with a non-optimal character, which you can do in other systems I like too. But I just felt it was just like, yeah. And it like, it wasn't all the system, you know, it's not, it's not the, it's not you, it's me. Um, well, you mentioned the generator. I mean, one thing I will say that I, I kind of regret is that there there was a lot of community content that was available, like the generator, um, like a lot of macros in, in Roll Twenty, like that that like you're oh cool I can I can automate this stuff. Yeah, I do think that in some cases I don't know if Rex feels the same way, but my sense is that you know 15 sessions later we are as a group answering too many questions about the system and and uh i I mean this will sound like a criticism like i feel like i'm teaching the system too much at this point yeah well 
And so yeah. much of it's automated, you don't have to worry about figure. You just hit the button and it does right. everything for you. And I and I totally actually I've had that experience with other people. Like if, I don't know if you guys have ever played Food Chain Magnate, but um, it's one of those games that you go through a round of um, it's like eighteen XX style. Like there's a round of like calculations where you calculate prices and how they change. And I had the game and I played it first physically, where you have to do it by hand. And then there's an online implementation that does rules for you. And like, you just like, unless you have to do it by hand, like I was beating everybody that was trying to learn it online. Cause I was like, yeah, I know exactly how this is going to happen. Cause I had to fucking go through it by hand. Yeah. So I think if I, you know, but uh, you know, yeah, I think having because... a generator was not, was not helpful for me to like force me to learn the character creation process. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's kind of a, it's a double-edged sword, right? In that, the system was so different than again, like I've been, I've seen the systems that I mentioned before, and then including character creation right. that, oh, oh, Hey, I'll give these guys these things that'll help them learn. Well, no, it, it helps them not learn. In right. Some exactly. Ways. Yeah. No, I mm, feel, yeah. feel, I don't know, Rex, what you, I mean, what your comfort level with the system is at this point, but um, that's, but what I'm saying is a broad statement. It's not, I'm just like, ah, really? They, they didn't pick that up yet. Um, right now, it, it's um, uh, so a couple responses. So, first thing, uh, and and Ty will remember this long ago, uh, you know, we're talking about this, and I basically said, Whenever you run this game, I want a spot in it because I want to play in Miller's, but I do not want to try to run the one ring because <laughs> I had looked at it a little bit and Didn't I had on your book. Wasn't yeah. that part of the deal? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I sold, I sold my book in preparation for Cubicle Seven version of Second Edition, mm-hmm. right? And then they lost the li- they abandoned the license or whatever they did, and so then I had to. Right. I said, I don't have a book anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Rick Rick said sold me his. Yep. Uh, so I had two hesitations in trying to run it. One, the system was unlike anything I had run before and, and the little bit I had looked at it, I was just like, oof, this uh this is this is gonna be work. But then the other thing that I was concerned about is I just didn't feel like I had the token in the foundation in the books. I mean I've read the main books and I started this Morelian, but I never finished it. Um, <laughs> how many people so... can say that raises his hand. <laughs> and so I, so in my mind, I thought, well, I'll be running this and I'll say something and there'll be like the silence, you know, cause people like that, that's not who that is, or that didn't happen, or mm-hmm. these people would never have this relationship because of this thing that happened. And you obviously don't realize the thing that happened. So glasses up on nose. Yes. So, and, and I know that sure. probably the filter of the guild would mean that nobody would seriously be that way, but it was still a thing in my mind was mm-hmm. like, I, I'm not competent to run this game. Uh, Cause I don't feel like I know Tolkien well enough. Um, I, I feel like the combat and the journey system, I'm pretty comfortable with the social encounter system. I still uh, am not comfortable with in, you know, you've expressed that you don't, 
you don't like those types of systems um, in general, Ty. And, and so I almost feel like, is that dislike for that kind of leading you to not really present those situations for us? Because I am curious about the aspect of the game where you're, you know, interacting with, you know, the king of this place and the prince of that place and, you know, great events are swirling about and, and your word has meaning. And I get the fact that our group doesn't have the requisite standing yet, but I'm curious what that kind of play is, uh, like what that would feel like and, and how interesting that might be or might not be. Um, but we, the system says we have to do all this lower level stuff. You know, it's, it's almost like leveling in a in a D and D type system. Well, you you don't unlock the ability to interact with snooty people until you've <laughs> hit level ten, and then you've opened the talent. Interact with snooty people. Now you can do that. Um, so. And the other thing I shared before you got on, I used the generator and the I don't feel like the generator necessarily um, I don't know that it really well, I guess maybe it maybe it did. The problem I had with character creation is I didn't really I think you have to play the system to understand yeah. the value of the different choices. Yeah. Um, and I did I did yeah, say yeah. that too, Ty. I, I think a, a one shot with pregens you know it's not for everyone but that might have helped me yeah just yeah i mean and i probably didn't know either like you know i I probably wouldn't have been able to give you guys too much Mm -hmm. advice but um yeah i can see like if you i don't know that i want a a buff on this skill or or ability because i don't know what that even how that represents but you know that but then you could just say well does it fit in with you know the character you're trying to create but yeah yeah no that's 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 fair it, and and rex on the social interactions the encounters we haven't done a whole lot of them um I, you know i definitely feel like when i've been the few times that we have just how awkward it is for me to kind of kind of force this interaction into this this step by step set of mechanics um right and that, and uh, and I know that I've I, I could definitely remember when you guys met Gloin for the first time, and I was like, oh, I, well, I fucked that up, and that, and 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 not it wasn't like catastrophic to the game. It was just like, well, you know, that was kind of a missed opportunity to not showcase, but just kind of show how that system worked. Um, it's tough. Yeah, I got to say, you know, you know, we were playing Days Vault last week, and. Mithras has a social conflict system and mm. I've never bothered to use it because I'm always, it's sort of, I think Ty, maybe this is, I think we're in agreement sort of on the social combat kind of stuff or whatever you want to describe it as, because I really enjoy listening to the party sort of like, you know, f- free jazz it. And then if we need a role, we need a role, but mo- I'd rather see what they do rather than, okay, now we need to construct what you want to do into this special action or that special action. And then we're going to roll against a pool of 1d6. And if your pool goes down first, and I'm just like, I'd rather just sort of see what they do and give them the total freedom to, mm. you know, like Rex leaning against a fireplace and eavesdropping while Paul oogles the wife of the innkeeper. And, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> like, I, I feel like trying to implement a structure onto it would 
detract. I like oogles. That's a good word. Yeah. yeah. And but yeah. he got something from it because he rolled a, a critical. Right. So like, but it, it was sort of like this this freestyle that I don't know could exist in a in a structured Yeah. Maybe it could. But, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I, I don't know if this is maybe I'm reading too much in your question, but if if let's say it wasn't the alternative wasn't five e, but the alternative was a one uh, mutant years a year zero version of yeah. Yeah. the one ring, right? It's on, bitch. It's like, t- hey Ty, should I should I I'm already familiar with year zero. Should I go get the one ring, you know, standard edition or whatever you want to call it? Uh, or should I get this new year zero version of it? Like, I, I guess what I'm saying is if you're already familiar with five E and you want to run the one ring and yeah. I've, and I, I, my understanding is that outside of the, the statistics and, and some of the mechanics, the content in those books is the it's same. Exactly so it's, the same. I mean, so yeah. like the pictures are on the same places in the page for the, like the background. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, if, and I, and, if, and Art, if I remember correctly, I think you're a 5e guy. So it's like, I, I don't know that I would put you, put myself through that if, if I already knew 5e pretty well. Yeah. I, I, so when I, when I was looking at my bookshop, I sold the One Ring first edition, kept the mm-hmm. 5e, and I'm backing all the Free League. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so you're, getting, but you're, so you're going, you're going to second edition. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll see what, what that's like. Yeah. But, so I guess that sort of maybe it already answers the question, but you know, with Ty and Rex, there's something I wanted to ask Pete as well. But Ty and Rex, so I guess you know you're 13 sessions in and listening to you discuss it, like, is it successful and was it worth it? Like, you know, you say like this system might be better that way, but the, but as a whole, do you feel like it's been pretty successful and has it been worth? I mean, I I want to say it has been because you're 13 sessions in, mm-hmm. unless you're masochist. But I feel like something about it is succeeding, and I'm curious what that is uh yeah i mean i mean the the reason i'm thinking of taking a break is because uh is i, I think it's just more of a schedule thing meaning i'm i'm having trouble staying motivated with so much time in between sessions and i i purposefully set this up as when we started as a not you know, not weekly or not bi-weekly or not even monthly. And, and as we've all become busier, we just, you know, I've, I've had to cancel sessions. Other people haven't been able to make it. Um, and so I, I think if, like, if I, if I'm going to commit that much work to it, then I need to like do it more often. And, and honestly, I've got some other shiny things that I'm thinking of too. Like I'm getting distracted by mutineer zero and old school essentials. So, um, I mean, it's, I think the, uh, one of the other things I'll mention about it is the way that it's set up from a campaign perspective is, you know, if you know the setting, you know, you've got this in-between period. I don't know if I'm, we're making this too much of a one ring session uh, round table, but um, the, you know, it's, it's, it's after the Hobbit and before the Lord of the Rings starts, right? It's, it's that Mm -hmm. 70 year period or whatever it is uh in the third age and you basically start five years after after smog was killed in the battle of the five armies and the first couple years it's just kind of the adventurers going out you know and and maybe they encounter orcs and goblins but there's really no 
the darkness hasn't really revealed itself. You know, uh, the necromancer hasn't revealed himself and dull gold or anything like that yet. So it's even these 15 sessions, which sounds like a lot. We're really, really early in the time period that it's trying to cover. And it's, it's, it's such a slow burn. I think, I think it was, um, 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 Matt who mentioned that, like, he just didn't feel like some of the, uh, the menace of the darkness hasn't, hasn't emerged yet. And he's right because it, it, it hasn't from a time in, and I could change that as a lore master, but I, you know, to pivot on that, I just haven't done that yet. So I guess what I'm getting at is like the campaign is just really potentially, you, know, you make it what you want if you want, but if you kind of follow the book like I'm prone to do, um, it can be it can be a long haul. And so you're, you're kind of in these really scripted um, scenarios, which I've been running so far for the most part, which are okay. But you know, I think the guys have picked up, and one of the, one of the things that has emerged from this this system, or really more the setting. Uh, is like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's not, it's not, I don't know if you call it railroady, but it's definitely, here's the, here's the mission and you go here and you meet this person and this person gives you an, an assignment and then you're over here, you know, it's, it's, right. it's linear, I guess is what I would say, what right. I've been writing yeah, so yeah, far, yeah. which is, makes it easy to prep, <laughs> uh, but I don't know how fun it is. Yeah. So, it's successful because it, we keep playing and it's been fun enough. And it's also one of those things where like duck was saying earlier, like if you get out of something and you come back to it and you're like, Oh my God, yeah, this is awesome. And we, oh yeah. I'm into it again. And you get excited. But um, it's, it's been for me, a solid seven, <laughs> seven out of 10, <laughs> seven out of 10. Yeah. 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 And what was the, so for you, Ty and, and Rex, if you have an answer for the, for, what was sort of the hook that kept you like, yeah, let's stick with it. Was there something about it that kept you coming back? Even if it's just the setting running Lord of the Rings. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll answer first and I'll turn it over to, to Rex. I mean, for me, I had, I had done enough prep, you know, beyond just one adventure that I wanted to see what happened. Like, I, you know, here's what I think is going to happen. I want to put this in front of the players and see what really happens. And that, that's that's true. I like I, I run World War Cthulhu too. Like I knew what I was prepping, but some of the, I mean, certainly some of the best things for me were like, oh, that they really surprised me with something, or or they didn't pick up on something. Like they they you know they 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 had a wrong conclusion. Like that kind of like I just like to do all my prep and then put it out there, and then uh, see how see what happens. Um, that's been it for me. Yeah. But you, Rex. Well, uh, so you know, for me, part of it was uh, I wanted to go adventure in Middle Earth, not not fully knowing what that actually meant. Like in other words, I want to do this, and I I'm assuming it's gonna be like awesome although i'm not exactly sure how it's going to be awesome and i'm not exactly sure how it's going to be different from other stuff so part of it was just 
what's it going to be? Like, literally, I want to have this experience and see, like, how it feels. Um, is it going to be like the books? Is it going to be like the movies? Um, so that was a, a big part of the draw. And, um, you know, and what's interesting about the party, uh, I, I really kind of wish we had Kyle uh, and Rocketman on because I really feel like the two of them have connected more or, or have more um, foundation in the material um because kyle just really nails like you know being from brie and and mm -hmm. yeah. uh, all this stuff and you know rocket man is killing it with his hobbit you know making up songs and you know this that and the other so you know i would actually like to kind of get their take you know my character is basically a fighter killer guy that's that's what he's evolved into um, and there were some things that I didn't fully understand when I built the character that, you know, if I could go make him again, I probably would make different. Um, but he's a fighter killer. So, you know, uh, as I mentioned before, before Ty got on, you know, when we go into the combat, I pretty much always put him in the most advanced position, which means he's got the best chance of inflicting harm. Uh, and potentially like grievous harm, uh, and he's at risk. He's he's also you know going to be the easiest person to potentially take out. But it just seems like our um, I think the, as a party, the group has uh, got the the best sense of how to work the combat system. So we've gotten to the point where most of our combat. And I'd be curious what Ty is doing this. I feel like most of our combats, um, you know, fairly quickly, we get past the stage we're worried about whether we're going to lose or not. Um, and now it's just when are we going to win and how are we going to win? So, um, and I don't know if that's just because Ty, because I don't think about what Ty is doing as far as prepping it. Like, I don't know how hard it is as the lore master to, quote, unquote, come up with a challenge rating or figure out what the power level of the party is and therefore mm -hmm. what's too much to throw at them. Um, you know, I honestly want to say that it's easy because um, we fought some tough stuff, but we've got enough abilities um, and we're all, you know, accomplished gamers. So we're all pretty good at figuring out, oh, I could do this. And then this thing's going to do that. And then that's going to help him do this. And then suddenly, you know, the horde of goblins are, you know, running in terror and being chopped to pieces. And um, so now I, I feel like I'm playing a fantasy role playing game. I don't know that I feel fully connected to Middle Earth. Right. But I'm having fun playing the game um, in the same way that I have fun playing Forbidden Lands and I have fun playing uh, White Rock. So and I have fun playing uh, Jason's OSC when I actually make it to the session. <laughs> um, and so 
you know, one way to look at this is, oh, well, that's a disappointment because you were excited about Middle Earth and you really were looking forward to it. And now it just kind of feels like another fantasy game that's got these names that you're familiar with. Yeah. You know, I don't... So I guess it's a seven. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's, you know? that's what they're saying, yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I want to ask a question because you were talking about... Uh, I, I would feel... I would actually feel as a GM, I think I might feel a little constricted by the, like if if you were going to run a tie length 60 session campaign, but you know that the Necromancer is going to rise up in the South, right? And all this, you, mm-hmm. like, is that, and the players know it, right? Because they're going to be fans of Tolkien. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I find that I, 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 as I, as you guys were talking, I'm like, man, that would, as yeah. a GM, I'm like, you know, like, I'd be like thrashing at the at the ropes, like no, no, let me free. <laughs> Fuck this! Yeah. I, well, I own. I want to make a Middle Earth like setting, and yeah. <laughs> One of the other things that this this the game does more so than any other game that I that I can think of is it as supplements come out, it it puts in additional mechanics, mm-hmm. and so it's it's not all in the core rule book. And I don't I don't think that's entirely unique, but I think it, it just does it a lot more. And it does it so they're really they're 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 to some degree there are I don't know if you call them magic items, but the magic items are are the, the true, you know, sting, the uh, you know, uh Bilbo's sword right. is yeah. is not really in the in the main rule book it's it's in the rivendell book as a in the back chapter mm-hmm. as part of treasure and weapons and all there's a whole system around that which we're just getting into and, and the reason i'm bringing it up is because there is a there is a mechanic i don't know if you guys have ever played um war of the ring the the board game mm-hmm. oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's good stuff so the, how, so how there, there is a there is a mechanic uh, I don't. I forget if he calls it the hunt, but it's it's very reminiscent of the hunt from the board game, right? Because it's the same designer, right? The guy who did the board game, right? Did the role playing game, I think. The second edition um, of the board game. Okay. Because um, the first so edition the, was the SPI one. Oh, I or see. Maybe they have a different name. Maybe I'm. Maybe they're slightly. No, different. no, you're right. It's it's both War of the Ring. Yeah, I'm talking about the the newer. It's, yeah, I think the new the the I mean the, the one the first one came out in seventies uh, the seventies and then this was yeah. officially the second edition. But right. I don't think yeah. there's any connection between the SPI game and no. the, other than the subject matter. Now. No, the Aries. Uh, he completely redesigned it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but but there is a mechanic. So you know, once once the the necromancer reveals himself, is is you could choose that that point in the in the timeline. There is a mechanic to start introducing this idea of uh, the the you know I, the eye is watching or the 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 dark uh, the shadow mm-hmm. is watching and oh hey uh, uh, you know uh, Bingo the Hobbit you know did something that draws the attention of the shadow and then the threat level goes up right and then yeah. As the threat level goes up, so I mean, we haven't even done that yet. So it's like you're, I think you're right, and there's all these these things that could be happening, and 
Yeah. And I remember when the PCs met Gloin, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's Gimli's father and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. When Gimli as a character, you know, hasn't really, you know, come to the forefront yet. Um, right. So it's there are there are times when it feels that way. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just I, and I guess as you like when it sounds like when you get to the point where you're you're able to influence the the councils of kings and stuff, then mm-hmm. then you're going to be even more constrained. I, I think I would enjoy it at the level where, you know, you know, we're adventuring in Middle Earth and we're we're doing things that are important, but don't but that don't basically upset the main timeline. Right. Um, yeah. But at one point, yeah. You just just keyed off on something. I do think the things that they have been doing so far haven't necessarily been important. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I think, think, no, no, no. I mean, like the the scenarios that I've been been running, Mm -hmm. uh, no, this isn't on the PCs. This is on the scenarios that are this early, like, yeah, yeah, they're just like little adventures, which are cute. And hey, here's a hobbit, and he's ca- captured by goblins, and he's cooking food, and yeah, you know that's, that's kind of nice, I guess. I mean, uh, it's important. It you know, it's not important on the like timeline changing scale, and that's what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. that's what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. You know, there's peril, and there's danger, and there's rewards, and but but you know, in the they're not quite yet to that point where they're. And that's not the, I mean, we're just not there yet. I mean, um, and now I'm thinking about making time agent work w- with a middle, middle earth. Name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I still got all my books, you know, I haven't nice. And I yeah. ordered all the cubicle or the, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in on the, for the free league version too. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a try again, but mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I'm, I'll do the adventure. I'll do the five E version also. I liked honestly. I I just sit down and read the background material because it's good. It is. I really enjoy good. that detail. Like yeah. History of Rivendell. Well, that sounds really cool. I'll read that. Yeah, and I'll I'll probably play in a couple weeks. On I think we're getting together in early June, and you know I'll probably ah oh, this is this is more fun than I remembered it. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, actually, it's getting the in between there, but... times that are the worst. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's when it's the it's when there's a good roundtable topic for another time. Like just the what 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 is your cycle of prep? Like <laughs> yeah, there you it's like the seven stages of prep. There's like the I'm excited to get started. <laughs> then yeah. there's the oh my god, I've got so much to do. Then mm-hmm. there's the fuck those guys. I'm not prepping anything. Oh, maybe this is the duck cycle of prep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. You know, going off something. You were describing about the setting you know when i was when i was in school one of the things you have to sort of study is you have to study writing and sort of the thing that came up and it's you know screenplays books whatever like when you write a story you never write about the character's second most important part of their life you know like the story you're going to tell is always their most like the reason why you chose this story is in the existence of this character before and after the story this is the biggest thing that they ever do mm-hmm. and until the, sequel. until the sequel right and then they you know deal with ultron and then so that's right but then but it's interesting to hear you describe the setting sort of between these two cataclysmic middle earth events and it just made me think like oh that's interesting like if because my immediate thing was like oh i would have jumped forward to when the darkness just just revealed itself maybe it's not the most important 
moment of these characters, the PCs' lives, but it's going to be the most important part of this. The the setting becomes the character in my head. So you you set it in the most important part of the setting's life. Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Tolkien estate is driving the show because they have very narrowly restricted the window in which the RPG can be set. It can't be in The Hobbit. It can't be during the War of the Ring. Um, it, and so, you know, that's a frustrating aspect because for the designers, they, they can't tell the one story or a version of the one story that um, everybody's most familiar with and, and probably is the draw for 90% of players. Um, so, you know, the people who have, in fact, read the Simorillion, um, <laughs> you know, they they have different problems with, with the One Ring. Um, so they're perfectly fine with the time frame. It's that it's just, you know, not accurate enough. So mm. uh, that's going to be their issue. So, Honestly, uh, uh, I got to give a shout out to, like, the second age thing that Dave is running is great. Because it has, like, there are, like, I, yeah, I, I don't feel like... I'm not one of those people that wants to refight the War of the Ring and play um, Frodo or, you know, any of the Fellowship of the Ring characters, right? I just want, it's just such a deep and rich setting. I just want to play in it. And if you, like, you know, Dave took us back because he has all the Murps source books. um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just, and it's got all the history and it feels, uh, you know, it just, it's steeped in all this lore, um, and but but we still had license because you know and Dave let us like you know we could create our characters and kind of fit them in and like we're not going to show up in any of the official stuff but ah it's just I don't know I I'm okay with like not influencing the main events but you know you do want your characters to matter so I still see that to me as a conflict between like you know if you're going to run some epic campaign at some sense you're you're going to change the timeline in my head I mean I've always wondered about. Well, even like, if you how, do that how, game how, thing, Ty, like even like when you play War of the Ring, right? There's a possibility mm-hmm. Sauron could win. So you're like, I and and it, as long as everybody in the game's okay with that, I'm okay with that too. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, sorry. What how, were you gonna how, say? How is I was uh, one thing I've wondered about the, what Dave's running like because that's that's Second Age, right? Yeah. And like for me, that that would be super intimidating simply because it's like it's established yes but, but i know nothing about it i don't well so the players are me pete jason um and we had michael um for a while but he dropped out none of us i don't think any of us know the like none of us are going to call dave out on like oh well this guy yeah. you know so it's all on like, and he's got, he's actually running it from a, an old, um, an old module uh, mm, called okay. Dark Mage of Rudar. So that has, you know, the background. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, so, yeah, there, it's, so, it's just, a, I, I have, like, I've printed out the People of Zavarnor book, and is, which yeah. is great. Um, the same reason I like reading the Adventures in Middle Earth stuff. It's just got all this great background. It's well written. Um, but you know, honestly, if if like we get a detail wrong, nobody's gonna like. This is the great thing about the the boat, right? Nobody's gonna really call you on it, right? Yeah. No, 
we're we're taking something that's like the second age of Tolkien and we're just playing in what we call that, but we're going to make it our own. Yeah. And it, I guess my, my kind of secondary question is like, so it, it does feel like it's a different age or. You oh, can... yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, just because like we've said, it's the second age, like you don't have that's all enough. this. <laughs> yeah. Baggage. I mean, you don't want like the, you know, um, all the stuff that's going to happen isn't hang like it's 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 out there but it's far enough it's like you know hundreds of thousands of years away right so yeah you know you don't have gandalf he's somewhere but who cares he's not he's not in our thing right we're just yeah it's just it's really feels you know it's this gritty um world low magic uh Mm -hmm. high conflict world with a lot of like uh really nasty barbarians and like evil people so it's it's a it's a good setting yeah cool if i can this is sort of going slightly off topic sort of bringing it all back around i wanted to ask pete something oh yeah Um, good call yeah so pete let me ask you a question so when you're talking about your background there's a lot of you know discussion of 5e going and then also like the old school uh D &D. and so just as a quick preface to what i want to actually ask how much how many have you had a exposure to a lot of different systems or has it really mostly been 5e and then like the old school AD&D so back in high school uh, we only played i only played D&D um certainly was aware of some of the other stuff but we just didn't get into it um and then uh i played uh since i restarted with 5e until i hit the cabal stuff uh, I'd only played, you know, like two sessions of uh, Shadowrun and about three funnels of DCC, um, and that's it. Um, well, you had done Iron Swarm before, before, though, right? Uh, well, yeah, but but just a but a little bit, just right? a little bit. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's not like it was, you know. So, so no, that's the thing. Uh, it, you know, and 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 I was also doing it again. I don't know how how versed you guys are all in the 5e sort of uh uh community you know but for for quite some time you know they were running these adventure league you know nights you know either on wednesdays or or the or saturdays and and they would they would be called um there was two different programs one was called encounters and i can't remember what the other one was called and you know they were they the the wednesday night tended to be uh the book, you know, someone was running a book out of a store, right? And you had, you know, this huge, you know, a, a huge number of tables of different people, you know, at various stages. Um, and then on the weekends, you know, you usually were running the Adventures League uh, modules, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, and they were basically just one shots, you know, and, you know, true one shots just done in four hours. And, uh, and so that's it, you know, until I hit, you guys and played all these games really within the last what's five months. Mm. So, so, so going from that, like one of the best things about the uh, alcoholic adventures guild for me has been whether I'm listening or getting to play in the games, I'm getting exposed to all these systems that either I've always been curious about, or I'm newly curious about because I've only just right. heard of them. And I'm curious as somebody who sort of had a predominantly I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's sort of a narrower focus before 
and because we were talking about like how different the one ring was is sort of the the genesis of a lot of this you started to get exposure now to a bunch of like sort of new systems and i'm curious what is what what do you, what do you think as you started to expand it like you've tried 2d20 you've done free leagues uh you know the stuff here with forbidden lands you've done well, i guess free leagues alien uh, it's a lot of free league um but anyway <laughs> but uh i'm wearing the half shirt tied off like i'm at a you know, SEC tailgate. Um, it says free league, <laughs> but I'm just curious. Like, what um, what what have you? What are your thoughts as you've sort of expanded all into the, some of these different systems, and like, have the differences been interesting? The way I find the differences of one ring kind of very fascinating. Right. Well, you know, that's that's one of the the the, the one of the reasons why I I really fell in love with the cabal because it did give me that opportunity to get exposed to stuff because, you know. Over this, over these last five years, even with the, that narrow focus on 5e, you know, I, I was actually one of the people who got the the, the Shadowrun game to, to play, or the you know, actually, another one was the Star Wars Edge of the Empire game, uh, or you know, did the DCC day, you know, type of thing that they had, because I wanted to try new systems. You know, I, I loved playing 5e, but you know, I, I like novelty too, so I like I wanted to experience new things. Um, and so that's been pretty cool. And, and that also, you know, uh, a topic for me to, to ever, I've always wanted to kind of, to, to come to the cabal with was, well, you know, I, I think I don't understand necessarily what Rex says as far as system matters, because in my mind, uh, I don't know if system matters to me, it's who I'm playing with. To me, it's the players matter. I've, oh, I've had Jesus. fun. Oh, I've Jesus. had fun playing every he game. He was going to go to bed. Now you're winding him up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I, 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 that's what I think. I, I think I misunderstand, you know, sort of the, the system matters. Thing. Oh, yeah. And you're about to you're about to get a, a belly full of understanding. I can hear him. I can hear I can hear the breath. Is he stretching? <laughs> I am. I, I am. He's doing the thing with the knuckles, right? You know, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just getting some 70 mile an hour warm up pitches, so I don't blow <laughs> yeah, my gotcha. shoulder out when I throw the heat. Gotcha. So. But, but no, because the thing is, is that you know, like uh, I've enjoyed, you know, pretty much every game that I've played in, you know, with, when I've played with people that I've enjoyed playing with, you know, so whether it was 5e or whether it was, you know, Storm King's Thunder or Curse of Strahd. Or somebody's uh, uh, Dragonlance pack, you know that that we played for a little bit at, at one point. Um, you know they were fun. You know the the the, the game that I did a sort of bow out of was when I was playing with this group that you know kind of got this new group started and it just I didn't feel it with them. Um, you know they they just weren't sort of we we didn't fit wise you know and so i didn't really have fun but it was still 5e it had nothing to do with the system it had to do with the group and when i hear you guys on the cabal on the different episodes you always are all having so much fun whether it's you know <laughs> day's fault white dcc forbidden lands you know ose um 5e you know so the systems you know yeah they're there to for the framework obviously but but to me, it seems like the fun is just being able to to hang out and and experience something with your friends, you know, or or the people that you enjoy doing. And so so far, I mean, I've had a blast playing Conan. Well, now, unfortunately, yeah, you're right. Probably a, a, 
two thirds of the stuff that I've played are all free league, you know, so it's arguably all similar system, right? you know, but, but I've had fun with, with Forbidden Lands and Alien and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Wandering Stars, you know, a brand new system that I never played or, you know, uh, the uh, OSE. I mean, they've all been fun. And I, I, I couldn't tell you that, that, oh my gosh, it was because this occurred in this one system that made it fun. You know, there was, they, they all had their own reasons why they were fun, but I think mostly it was because we had a great time, you know, using, you know, uh, lizard men limbs as bait, you know, to go fishing. You know, right. or you know, whatever the situation. You know, listening to Fleek lose his foot because you know he was impulsive and you know wanted to to you know venture in front of the party. You know what I mean? Like those are the stories. You know, and and, and in every system, there's a story that comes out of it that's enjoyable. Nice. This is for Rex. He's getting ready. Yeah. He's getting no, ready. I am. Let's, I am. I, I like the last one. I definitely got got my hop going. So, yeah. uh, so Pete, you, you, your primary failing is a failing of understanding, but that's fine. Yeah, right. That's why we have your first problem. this podcast. Right. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, right. Well, you're not a bad person. You're just badly informed. So, uh, but that's why I'm here. To Welcome help to the cabal. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, I, I completely agree that the people you play with. Um, are the single biggest determinant of whether you have fun or not. You know, you can play the quote-unquote best RPG system ever with the wrong group of people and you're not going to have any fun. Um, what I mean with system matters is games are designed to uh, emphasize certain things and, and prioritize or privilege certain types of play. And as a GM and as players, you, you could use any system to tell any story, but let's use a war game example. Uh, you could use Advanced Squad Leader to recreate a brigade-sized battle in World War II. You could do it. I mean, you would need multiple sets to get all the counters, and you would need you know, a boatload of boards, and you could do it, but that's not what ASL is designed to do. ASL is really designed to give you you know, it's sweet spot is a company type engagement with a few vehicles on each side. That's what the game's really designed to do. And so you could beat your head against the wall, using it to do something that's not designed for, or you could ignore big swaths of ASL. You know, we can't really have as much detailed fire and defensive fire because, you know, we've got 1200 squad counters on this map. We can't really, you know, we just can't do that. Um, so the point is that, that different RPG systems do different things. You know, we could use DCC to run a uh, political intrigue investigative mystery game. Oh, but I'm scratching most, my chin right now. Most, yes, I know. You <laughs> throw the challenge. This out. is backfiring, Rex. Abort! <laughs> <laughs> Abort! But but most of DCC's rules yeah. would not really be helpful uh, or support that kind of play. So then why have any rules at all? If, if it's just going to be we're all going to sit around and talk, 
we don't need any rules. The system is irrelevant at that point in time. So that's all I mean by it. It's not that um, if you play with the wrong rule system, you are you are doomed to misery and uh, uh, eternal damnation. It's just game systems are designed to do things. We need to recognize that and and rather than work against it, maybe go find a system that actually gives you the kind of game that you want to have. So uh, that's all that really matters. Yeah. And, or that, and, that's what and, I mean. It's like, it's like if you, if you said, you know, it's Rex's system matters and you say, well, everything matters. Rex is going to come back to you and say, of course, but we need to focus on system because we've got all this stuff already lined up, right? We've got the players, we've got the guild. So let's focus on the system. Yeah. No, and that 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 makes sense, right? And and I certainly agree with you know all of that. Um, uh, but as a but as also sometimes as a player, I I just sort of like well, I just want to have fun, you know. Well, yeah, right. but I mean, you can pick a system for that too, right? You're you, what you you know like there's the how much uh, and you know I do agree with Rex on this as much shit as I give him. I mean, I give everybody shit. I give Rex more shit than most, but because um, I know he can take it, and I love that. About and, him. and I know that it's said with love. It is. It is. It really is. But I do like a system. I really do believe. Like I know. I'm pretty sure I get at least ninety percent of what Rex is trying to say, and I agree with it. Um, like, if you want, like, you say that. Oh, I just want to, like, you know, roll some dice, and but you're still making an argument that system matters because yeah, no, no, yeah. you're 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 taking like. That's one of the inputs into the the box that will pop out. Like, here's the system you should play. It's like one of the inputs is, you know, where you know what world do you want to play in, and then the other input is like, you know, how simulationless do you want to be? How in the nitty gritty details do you want to be? How much do you want to have the players involved in setting the story? Right? You put all those in. Boop, 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 you turn the crank, and then you're going to get well. You know, there's these three systems that you might want to, you know, and it might rank them, but it does. Yeah. All those things go into like your choice of a system. Yeah. No, no, I, and 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 certainly I think I agree. But on but but also you know pointing out we were just talking about okay so we're talking about Middle Earth, you know the the One Ring first edition we've got the second edition we've got Five Edith we've got Merps you know so yeah so you know there's a there's a there's a number of systems and I think that they all work I think that everybody yeah. you know would say that you know that that they're having fun in all those games. Yep. Let me ask you guys, how many times have you sort of dropped a game because you didn't like it? You weren't having fun in the game? I don't know that I've ever, like, once I've actually started playing, I don't think I've dropped one. Yeah. Like, because you didn't like it. So I have to answer like in case somebody else in the round table is listening. <laughs> Who, oh, which yeah. one? Did you... No, I was going to give Ty shit. Oh, uh, that was a, very that quiet. Was a, that was a, that is a tough question to. to <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, I didn't think that was the system. I thought that was the GM. Right. No, yeah, so we talking about uh, you dropping Call of Cthulhu or me dropping uh, <laughs> the other one, the uh, Numenera. Numenera. You've got the circle thing going around here, boys. So whatever. I didn't drop any of them. I'm still waiting for right. Numenera to come. Back. So here's an example. Um, I bowed out of Anthony's. Simbarum game or Simbarum, um, because I really was struggling with 
with engaging with that system. And it was a system that rewarded player engagement. Like there was an, yeah. it's not a super crunchy system, but there's enough crunch there and enough like, you know, character advancement options and, and what rank your talents are at and, and what that unlocks for you. That, that that's a big part of the draw of the game. The setting's a cool setting, but a lot of the enjoyment of, of, of play, at least in my mind, is was tweaking that stuff. And there were enough differences in that system from what I was used to that are a, a big part of it. It just felt like work to me. And yeah. it, I was, the, the system was bouncing off. And unlike the one ring where I feel like all these systems that are unusual were specifically built to convey this experience of of role playing and you could argue that you could do it different ways but it was clear to me the designer designed all this stuff to try to make it feel like you were playing in middle earth the symbarum stuff just feels like well i've i'm going to do it this way and it's it is cool because it's different well yeah i I mean it is kind of cool but you're going to make me learn a bunch of stuff that is slightly counterintuitive and is unfamiliar to me. Okay, you really need to like wow me uh, with it. And I never really felt wowed with it. I just felt like this is a medium crunch system that, you know, is just not working for me. Um, So I kind of hit the, I could keep playing in this game, but what's my opportunity cost? You know, it wasn't Anthony. Um, it was just this Zimbarum system wasn't floating my boat, and I felt like I could use my time doing other stuff. So, you know, it's funny because I had—I don't think it's strongly, but I had a similar reaction to Zimbarum. Um It didn't—it didn't quite click with me. I think I got farther than I got with the One Ring. Um, but for some reason, uh, and you, I, I kind of dreaded the Conan 2D20 system. It's weird how, but like I'm reading that, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I wish I could quantify what, or like Iron Sworn. And I, you know, that has a little PBTA style kind of overall overarching quality to it. I, I don't know what it is, but, or, and maybe, it, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's my mood. I have not figured that out yet. Like why I bounce off some systems and not others. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, that's, that's what the marketing people are always trying to figure out. Why, why we yeah. do those kind of things. Right. So, yeah. well, it's interesting. Well, you know, because a couple things that, and, and these are maybe future kind of cabal round table topics, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm wondering how the impact of sort of the one shots or trying to do shorter, shorter sessions or games might affect some of this stuff uh, because you don't get a chance to maybe see, you know, let a system really stretch its legs. Now, obviously with, you know, Ty's World War Cthulhu, you know, that went for a long time and some of these other games have been going for a long time. You guys have an experience with that, but, but interesting to, to know how you guys feel about, you know, truly evaluating the system, you know, after just only a few sessions. And then, and, and I'm sort of, I, you kind of answered because I had like that question about the Simbaroon. I know that didn't go that long, um, but then the other thing is, is that you know the, the for me the concept of experience versus game, 
you know, when I was thinking about, you know, sort of that that origin story kind of stuff. Well, you know, back when we started, you know, it was a it was a it was a game. It was a struggle between DM and and players. And, you know, that's just not the way most people sort of do things nowadays. Right. You know, and, and we do. Yeah. You know, you guys talk about collaborative storytelling and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I'm just wondering at what point does it does it stop being a game, you know, where, well, there's a roll of dice and things can happen. Right. Versus an experience, a, tor- a storytelling experience. Um, and I know that that's a that's that was one of our very first roundtables, uh, you know, the, the different schools. Rex brought that in. You know, there's the there there are extremes where you go, you know, and, you know, there definitely is a, a scale where you slide over to where we're telling around or we're, t- we're just sitting around telling a story with some sort of framework or we're playing a game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I honestly where I, I can do both. I can do both ends of the spectrum and have fun. Yeah. Although you do tend to, I noticed like even in the heavy, like gamey systems for combat and stuff, we still like, once you've gone PBTA, I think you're going to like, as a GM, at least I'm always going to like, I'm going to throw, especially if I know my players, uh, I'm going to throw shit on them. Cause I think it makes like it makes you know you Ty you mentioned about like being surprised by something your players do like asking them to like come up with something is the ultimate form of surprise and mm-hmm. um, I do like it's 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 uh, like you know testicle coming up into your belly kind of nervousness but it's also a lot of fun like okay well what am I gonna do with that but it, <laughs> you you get ideas that like you know you sitting around uh, drawing you know your 14 year old mind drawing dungeons and stuff or you get better stuff when you engage all the players i think yeah yeah i could do a lot better job of that for sure i you know you i want to i do want to give you props like i do remember you were one of the first ones in the even like you know in the call of cthulhu like having us narrate combat stuff which i think is a great like baby step first step to getting the players to the point where like because I remember when you did that the first time, I was a little, you know, I was since I'm reading Age of Sales stuff, I was kind of taken aback. Um, uh, but like that was that was kind of like opening the door. Now I don't, you know, like I, and since you were running modules, you didn't have really the option to like, well, you know, what do you think is going to happen with this calder, you know? But um, I, I do want to give you props for that because that was like, oh, well, that's interesting. He's letting me narrate some of this shit. Well, boys. Well, if, if I don't know if this could be like a wrap, I just want to ask one last quick, you know, sort of rapid fire kind of thing, you know, because we've all More had, fun. yeah, you know, with the cabal, what's the system that the cabal has exposed you to that you've been the most like, fuck yeah. How about you, Art? Why don't you start us off? Yeah, Art. I mean, I can say like listening is the one ring. Like that's the one I was the most interested to listen. Playing, it's been free league, but I think more Forbidden Lands than Aliens because Forbidden Lands seems more granular. Um, mm-hmm. And but OSC, they're both mutant year, mutant year zero, so yeah, exactly, you can, yeah, you can that, lump them together, yeah, exactly. So that general one was something I was really interested in when I started reading the Forbidden Lands rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, I've only run one system, but it was a system I didn't know existed before I decided oh i'm going to run something for the guild and i've really 
at some point maybe i'll run something like run something else i don't know or i'd run a dungeon crawl with mithras but i i've really sort of found that system interesting and i would not have discovered it if it wasn't for the cabal so i mean i know I that's sort of ducking the answer by giving three answers but how there you go <laughs> hi how about you so so something that the guild introduced me to right um or, well i mean art ducked it by you know something that because you know we're a pack of uh book whores uh yeah. maybe we negatively influenced you into getting through just our our squirrel like devotion my squirrel like devotion to everything that comes out yeah i i mean i would i don't know if i i don't know if i would say it was anti gerps mm. but i just okay. i wasn't it's I okay. Wasn't, you can. It, this is a support. Uh, this is a support group. We can talk about it, your negative well, this, feelings this, and release this is the them. First, uh, this is only the first part of the story. Doc, I'm going to tell you how. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know you're coming <laughs> but, around. Yeah, this is why but, I'm encouraging. But at some <laughs> point, at some point, it it seemed like there are so many GURPS games going on. I said, "Well, I better just jump in." And I, I did, and then I really started to. to I don't want to say like it for what it what it what it is, but I, I did get into it for a while. I think I've kind of I don't want to say I cooled on it. I certainly haven't been doing as much with it as I thought I would. Um, but you know, if it wasn't for the guild, you know, I my I think I told this before. My closest experience with kind of like a generic system was with with champions in the hero system. Right. So if I if I needed a generic system, I would have you know naturally gravitated to to champions or hero but i don't think it's ever been played in the guild so when i needed something like that and i, and I had this idea for the white event i was like oh okay what's well, gonna have to be gurps then and uh yeah i then I, I think they got i think those products are outstanding yeah. um so yeah i think maybe a, maybe a a close second would be old school essentials because i didn't even know that that existed yeah but when i first started when the guild was first, or the the role playing started going, I was like, "Oh, great! I'm gonna I'm gonna play. I want to run first edition AD and D because that's what I grew up on." And I don't think that really ever had any traction. But once Jason introduced me to old school essentials or pointed it out to me, I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's it. Well, that's that's close enough." Yeah, that's pretty um, fucking close. Yeah. Yeah. So nice, nice. Uh, Pete, what about you? Well, I was trying to think, you know, that's a tough question from the standpoint of I was thinking from a listening perspective, because, um, again, I was a listener for a lot mm -hmm. longer than I've been a player. Long time um, listener, first time caller. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> but it it probably probably my interest in Call of Cthulhu, which is weird because I haven't played it. But again, listening to Ty's, you know, uh, and it, you know, excellent World War Cthulhu. You know, over that whole long period of time, don't suck up too much now. Was great. No, no, but it was <laughs> it was great to listen to. You know, it was really sad when I stopped it. You know, I was like, no, it had to um, end at some point, motherfucker. Sixty five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, from so a, a plain perspective, I probably would have never picked up Conan if Rex didn't uh, mm, bring it. Yeah, up. but yeah, but I could yeah, also yeah. make a case for. You know, probably never getting any of the free league stuff. You know, um, yeah. if you guys were playing Forbidden Lands and and Holly was doing Alien, you know, 
Who kicked um, off free league stuff first? That was probably me. So was that was that Forbidden Lands and you? It was because I got no. Wasn't it mutants? It was. It was you and I, Rex, on Forbidden Lands. Was it? it? Were we the? Yeah, because we we went like they'd done the Kickstarter. I didn't get in. I didn't see the Kickstarter, but we both pre-ordered it after the Kickstarter. Right. Remember, we I, maybe it was you that pointed it out to me, but then I like, oh wow, this looks really good. It doesn't. No, I, I do think that. Yeah, it was the two of you kind of like talking it up. Yeah. 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 Anyway. We, we are assholes like that. There's no doubt. Oh, well, for <laughs> fucks, yeah. I'm going to lean into that one. I think I think there's a, a between Duck, me, and Backdoor, those are probably your major vectors for <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, new game content, and uh, certainly new RPG uh, contagion. So Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm sorry, Pete, I interrupted you, but like I, when I was getting into GURPS, and like I thought that Duck just had all this GURPS experience and he had all this content and all the books and he'd been playing for decades and he just knew that. And I had this question. He's like, oh, no, I've, I haven't really played that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I ran I ran the Traveler stuff, but that was like I was flying by the seat of my pants, which is kind yeah. of my style. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I haven't. Uh, that's the only GURPS campaign. I, and I did world building for the GURPS gev thing yeah um but that's so, the only so, group i've played yeah i so, i have you, a, well and dave's uh gunslinger and um middle earth so. yeah so pete you got exposed to the, the 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 free league stuff too yeah oh yeah 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 without a doubt so yeah you guys have haven't been kind to my wife that's for sure <laughs> Well, All right, Rex, do you, do you yeah. have an answer for this one? Um, I'm going to probably say I don't know that I would have engaged with Free League. I'm thinking that you you had ordered Forbidden Lands and I might have said been something about it. Yeah. And then I, I'm like, oh, how'd you get that? You know, I thought the Kickstarter was over and you're like, oh, I just ordered it off the yeah, website. that definitely I'm happened. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, so I could order it off the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest is history. Uh, then I'll, I'm going to honorable mention uh, RuneQuest Glorantha. Not that I've played, but, um, you know, when Dave started talking about that, that's something that I had never really... Um, I, I had no prior Glorantha history. I had no RuneQuest history, so I got the new edition, like the slipcover set. And at some point, and that's like another setting, like the One Ring, where I don't think I would ever feel comfortable running it because I don't have that background. Um, but someday I'd like to play in Glorantha, so. Those are probably the two things that I don't know that I would have acquired, but for the cabal. Yeah. If well, I could just piggyback for a quick second. Yeah, go that. for it. Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, I have no interest at all in running RuneQuest. Like, I I traded mine, I think, to C-Rack for Panzer Grenadier, which just tells you something right there. Um, I think that was the trade. But the idea of playing in a game run by Dave, who is... I think super into it yeah makes yeah. it seem 
fascinating. Like my interest in trying to come up with the stories in the setting just wasn't the character creation process is a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, traveler yes. style. Yeah. Uh, I do enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. But the idea when he posted that, I, I was almost ready to jump on it because yeah, I felt like that would have been the perfect way to see what it's really about with somebody who, with a passion for it. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then I get to answer. Um, so I, I like I don't think I don't know that I would have bought any of these RPGs except for you fuckers. Uh, but then I turned <laughs> around and and paid it off. Uh, and you know I continued to spread the virus that was infected in me from the beginning. Uh, I remember like someone starting, uh, hey, let's try this Numenera thing. Um, <laughs> and I bought a whole bunch of fucking Numenera shit after that. Um, I. I but in terms of like like the thing like I think it's PBTA that because you know I was big into like you know and I still like groups and I like in you know the kind of the detailed character thing but then I think my first PBTA was actually Pete's Monster of the Week uh, where we did the uh, inaugural Jersey eighty three um, uh, there might have been one before that Jason might have run one. I have to go back and think, but like, um, just that, you know, that whole, like, just like, Hey, there, you know, we can sit around bullshit and like come up with a story. Uh, but it still feels like their structure. It still feels like you have decisions to make. Um, but we're just, but you know, it's a lot looser than, you know, we can just jump ahead and, and make up shit. And then reading the dungeon world, uh, DM, um, the advice to GMs on like, you know, don't, don't come up with a, don't draw a dungeon and like make a linear adventure, create factions and create clocks. and Like you have the world react to what the player's doing. Um, that's, that was just eye opening for me. So that's, and that's, I think started me on like, you know, like the, the lesbian swords and lesbian thing, like, uh, blood sword, thirsty lesbians. I don't know, whatever thirsty, it was. Probably. Thirsty sword lesbians. Thirsty sword lesbians, like, oh, it's PBTA. Well, now I'm interested in it because you know, it, I mean, PBTA you can do a bad job at too. So, um, but it's also a good way. Like, it's very like it's a very design for effect system. Like, you have the framework, but then, like, you know, you define what's important in the world, and then you make characters that can do those things. So, uh, it's not, you know, I I don't know that you could have like a hundred session campaign in a pbta world unless you really added a little more depth than as usual but anyway good question though art cool you have kept me up past midnight yes. way to go good job <laughs> all right boys we better let rex go to bed yeah yeah just yep. uh, this was a lot of fun we are yes. uh, we still are on for two weeks from now and uh, my prep will still be there so um, there's a there's a mage tower shimmering in the distance
we move toward a new world order A normal life is boring, but superstardom's close to postmortem It only grows harder, homie grows hotter, he blows, it's all over These hoes is all on him, coast to coast shows, he's known as the Globetrotter Lonely roads, God only knows, he's grown farther from home, he's no father He goes home and barely knows his own daughter Behold your nose, cause here goes the cold Believe somebody